Poison Rana. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Poison Rana. You found us on whatever podcast app you use. And of course, Davey, we are live. At Twitch. Sorry. No. Oh, wow. I, I went back to 2022 wow. there. Uh, we are live <laughs> on YouTube.com slash Poison Rana pod. How are we doing? Yes. YouTube room. Hello, YouTube. Go follow. Hit that subscribe. I know they started adding at in the YouTube channels for us pores. So uh, you'll you'll find us somehow, some way with an at. But welcome, everybody. We're going to talk a lot about some wrestling and, and all that stuff. So poisonrana.ca for all the updates on all the shows and socials and everything that you should follow to keep updated with this show. And today is a big show. We got a lot of news going on with... Uh, I, I'm so sick and tired of talking about Vince McMahon, so we can't do it alone today. But this week was Wrestle Kingdom, and we were crazy enough to stay up this this week to watch it. And I thought it would be a great time to bring on a friend of the show uh, who I would say is a uh, an expert when it comes to the the wrestling over there in Japan. I would I would definitely say that. So today we are not alone, and we are joined by Karen Peterson. Hello, Karen. Hello, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Great to be on the show. Happy New Year. Yeah, I spent it a few days after staying up late on a Eastern time zone to watch wrestling. That's been yeah, my week. My, yeah, my schedule is still not <laughs> fully normal because of it, to be honest. What about oh, you, I, felt, I felt horrendous all week. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was doing night shifts at the bar both yesterday and the day before. Uh, I'm also trying the whole, you know, it's January. I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to drink less. And I'm trying to exercise and it sucks. Like I worked yesterday, I went for a run yesterday. I've been eating vegetarian. I haven't drank any alcohol and I felt like absolute shit at work yesterday. So I'm blaming Wrestle Kingdom. It, it's kind of like having that WrestleMania week hangover, but like it's New Year, new me, new wrestling hangover the first week out the gate. It's really a rough start. Yeah. We're, we're, you're, you're in Florida, right? So your time zone yes. is the same as us. Same time zone. So I was up at what one thirty in the morning to watch the the overly long pre-show of Wrestle Kingdom, and then suffered till about the end of Omega Osprey, and then fell asleep right before the event. You were tapped out. We were pretty tapped out by by Mid the end of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't know I fell anyone... asleep during. I had to rewatch Jay White Okada yesterday because it. Same. I wish I didn't, but like, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting yeah. to fall asleep again yesterday, but yeah, it's that, it's a slog for sure. You put it on double speed once it's on the archive on uh, NewJapanWorld.com, and you just breeze right through it. A 35-minute match is 15 minutes, and you're done. Oh, Kata match, true, Jay White match? True. That means it's like an hour 35, so <laughs> 35 would be the double speed for a Jay White match. It's I used to write uh, reports, and sometimes I'd do it on the like 1.5 speed or whatever, and then I'd realize my notes would be like, wow, super quick start to this match. They were going at, and I'm like, oh, no, no, I, I'm watching it on double speed. That's why. Yeah, you were watching Omos, uh, who was definitely not, yeah, or Bully Ray on Impact, who was definitely not in that fast. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know what? Like, I, I want to shout out anyone who's not in our time zone who may listen to us and check out wrestling from time to time, because I know the struggle. I know the struggle now. You, you Brits and you, you other people all across the world who, who either you know stay up or maybe you don't stay up because you know work and life and stuff gets in the way of your wrestling watching. But then you maybe you're trying to avoid spoilers and stuff. So for anyone out there who had a, a, a tough time staying up or avoiding spoilers or anything like that, like all the power to you because I felt 
I felt the way it feels to watch wrestling at different times of the morning. And uh, it's it's tough. But to be a fan, you got to you got to put in the work, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Bet on yourself. It, it's more if you want to avoid if you want to avoid it being spoiled, you either have to throw your phone into the ocean for a few hours yeah. or just suck it up and tune in. <laughs> I've said this. I mean, story- that, that's the thing. It's so e- it should be so easy to just you know stay off your phone until you've you've watched nope. it. But it's so habitual. The kind of you know just opening your phone and you're like ah ah no put it away. I don't want to <laughs> know. I don't want to know. Okay, remember when uh, Omega and Okada fought at the like Dominion one? It was like the last time they fought. I remember I was like, oh, I- I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna stay awake. And I was just so beat up that I was like, okay, I'm gonna put an alarm and then I'm gonna wake up and not go on my phone and and do it. So I did that and I slept. And then as soon as my alarm woke up, I went to grab my phone to turn off the alarm and I got a notification from Post Wrestling and it was John Pollock saying, <laughs> Omega beats Okada in whatever, whatever minutes. And I was just like, fuck this. And just went back to sleep <laughs> oh, and eventually no. watched the match, which, you know, is people say is like one of the best matches ever. But I was just like, like to me, spoilers do matter to me uh like wrestling yeah it's part of it right you you don't some people do this but do you read a whole synopsis of a movie before you go see it no it's gonna give everything away so i i'm kind of in that boat so this year for this wrestlemania for sorry for this wrestle kingdom specifically omega and osprey i did not want to risk anything so i stayed up i think the worst things to be spoiled on as well and i i get this sometimes when we're putting together our uh best match ever show when i'm i'm looking at some of the the best matches of a wrestler or whatever. The worst thing is if I accidentally read the result is a one hour draw. Cause I'm just like, well, fuck. Like <laughs> I, I can't, I can't get into it that I know it's going an hour. I know it's going to be a long match. Could be a fantastic match. But if I know I'm not even going to have the drama of like, maybe there being that buzzer beat or anything. And it's just at the end of an hour, it's going to be a draw. It's the worst thing to be spoiled about. I agree. I agree. Like, think of that, that latest, uh, just, just near the end of the year there, Impact put on Josh Alexander and Mike Bailey and everyone, mm. you and Sino, everyone was saying, oh my God, you got to check this match out. And then as soon as I go to click it, it's like, oh, it ended in an hour long draw. I was like, well, I'm going to go outside then. Like I, like, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, jo- Josh won that one. That He won that one. Oh, he it won just that one. Almost, it, almost, it was an hour match. Yeah. It almost okay. went the hour. Yeah, but I just spoiled it it for you. So yeah, yeah. now I'm not going to watch it. Great, you could have said that wasn't the outcome, but yeah, no, Uh, true, true. My bad. I I am, I am that way though. Like with wrestling, it's it matters, especially in big storylines of you know who's who's going to win and go over and stuff like that. It it definitely adds to the the allure to it, and that's why I decided to to stay up this week. But I mean, we we were going to jump into some Wrestle Kingdom. We have some topics definitely jump into karen and i'm happy that you're here to join us specifically about wrestle kingdom but uh there was a bigger story that the story just every day keeps popping up in different feeds yeah yeah (laughs) i want to start off with a with a bit of a a bit of a metaphor here so um brayden and i we're not in the same room today but we live together and right when we moved in there's been issues with the washroom it's it it leaked. It leaked quite a lot, uh, and we needed it fixed. So eventually, we had to. It was this whole ordeal. We had to move out. We had to get it fixed up. Uh, out with the old, in with the new. We come back. It's got literally a, a fresh coat of paint. It's all sparkly. It looks really nice. Uh, 
things are positive. We think things are going to change for the better. And then, you know, as some time goes on, there's some teething problems. The the shower water pressure isn't oh, quite pressure. what it used to be. Uh, but still, like, it's it's an improvement on the previous regime. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ex- previous washroom. <laughs> and then one morning, you wake up. You go to the washroom to do your business. And you see the toilet is completely filled with shit and piss. Uh, so, yes, Brayden. Firstly, our washroom's fucked again. Secondly, <laughs> Vince McMahon is back. No. <laughs> I'm learning about some things right now. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's going to be no. my job today. <laughs> Sorry, our washroom is now again out of order? Yeah, the toilet's completely backed up. So uh, stole a plunger from work this morning, and I'm going to be having a go on that later. But... Yeah, the oh, shit God. is back in the office. Vince McMahon is back in power. Love your <laughs> Where metaphor, do we start with this one? <laughs> my heart bleeds for y'all right now. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it sucks. Uh, for what anyone... I thought was going to be a nice day of talking talking wrestling with some friends and then chilling out. No, I'm going to be oh. knee-deep in, in oh, shit. Oh, my goodness, Literally. man. Oh, Not man, we can't Monday, catch a break man. with that watching. <laughs> like, for anyone who's listened to some of our Patreon shows, we've gone off about... The stuff, the horror stories about this damn washroom. So, wow. Okay, <laughs> great. It's not even nowhere near finished. Great, great. No. Good to know now. Just like Vince McMahon yeah. coming back to WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who wants to help Davey buy a plunger today, patreon.com slash poisonrana for $5 <laughs> join to be a friend and you get access to almost 500 podcasts. Go check them out. We just recorded Best Match Ever Part 1 and Part 2 of 2022, which we talk all about the greatest matches of the past year, which quick before we jump into more shitty Vince news, Karen, give me some ballpark numbers of some of the favorite matches you watched in 2022, just off the top of your head. That off you the top really of my liked, head? That you really well, liked last year. I mean, Julia and Shuri at you know Dream Queendom skated in with like, you know, 72 hours to go at the end of the year. <laughs> oh God, like you should you should have told me this earlier. I would have like, <laughs> no, that was a good pick though. That match is awesome. Uh, Oh yeah, no. Um, sure. Uh, honestly, Shuri's entire run with the red belt was one of my favorites of this year. Uh, anything that had FTR in it, because they, I, I love tag team wrestling. I loved them when they were in NXT as the revival. I loved, I've loved seeing them in AEW. Um, I was gonna say there's a match on Wrestle Kingdom, but we're not on Wrestle Kingdom just yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Super Juniors, anything with Desperado and Hiromu involved. In the last year has been great. I just, Despy, you know, late, a, yeah. a, a lot of my uh, wrestling for the most part has been over on the Japan side, but off the top of my head, I, I'm always go like completely blank when people ask me like, to like just name stuff mm. that I remember watching. So I'm like, wait, was that this year, last year? Yeah, it blends together, uh, bleeds together yeah, for us quite a lot. That's why we we write th- we we do these matches where we write down things. The the, the best match ever, part one and two, guys, you got to check out because. Uh, we we have so much fun just watching great wrestling. There's it's fun to crap on bad wrestling, but man, I really love watching good stuff. Uh, being mm-hmm. a fan is fun, so, but yeah, everyone go check that show out, and it'll help Davey. Uh, possibly, I don't know <laughs> what the hell's going on, but that sounds. I feel like we're gonna need a plumber, and I feel like that plumber will come in about three months, probably. Yeah, so great. yeah, at least we got the gym on the fourth floor, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say. Yeah. You know, 
best match ever. I enjoyed my visit to best match ever earlier in 2022. This is true. Yes. This is true. Karen, we had a great show with you chatting all about Io Shirai from like all before WWE. So that was a great, sh- that was probably one of my favorite shows we did this year, Karen. That was great. And we're actually going to be releasing that one for free for yeah. this month as we're celebrating Japanuary here at Poison Rana. That's right. I do we're... love a good pun, you guys. <laughs> mm. Well <laughs> done, you. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to release that one for free. So that one came out a few months ago on our Patreon. So look on this feed uh, for this that show coming out on this feed. Also, check out Detox with myself and Jordan coming out uh, later for, for free on this feed. All right. Now we can dive into uh, the backed up toilet that is Vince Vinnie Mac. <laughs> Vinnie Mac returning. is back. Vinnie Mac returning to WWE. Oh, my goodness. Um, What the hell's going on here? So every day, it seems the Wall Street Junior Junior Journal keeps (laughs) posting these stories. Not every day, but, you know, it seems that way. Feels Um, like it. And it just keeps, like, adding on. Then there's the Vice documentary that, like, we gathered most of that information ourselves as fans already. But uh, Vince McMahon kind of being gone. The retirement tweet, the then now together forever thing. It seemed like we were we were gone. Rest, as wrestling fans, I know myself, I joke that there's no way he wasn't uh, still running things. You know he was texting Triple H different ideas for, for Raw that night, and Triple H just puts it on Do Not Disturb. But it seems that this guy still wants his, his, his way back into WWE, and it seems, you know, having him be back on the board of directors, uh, as per Wall Street Journal, that that somehow he's still going to be within WWE and now the consensus is because they want to sell and that he wants to sell and yeah all the potential different buyers in this list have come up and everything so it's it's as a wrestling fan it's like we just got we just got rid of him and now you're saying so he's back he's he essentially said uh like it's you either let me come back or I won't approve as like majority shareholder, I won't approve anything. Any TV deal, any sale, anything, I won't approve it. So you're going to have me back. And there was a whole kind of uh, document signed by uh, the board, which would include, you know, Nick Khan, Stephanie, Triple H, um, saying, nah, it's it's not best for business. You You should stay away. There's other shit that could come out about you as well. Uh, we're kind of doing all right without you here. And he was like, well, no, sorry. It's it's my way or the highway, and I'm coming back. And then Stephanie having to put out a thing afterwards being like, oh, we're so excited. It's, oh. it's great for business, all this. Um, there's now talks of what uh, they um, shareholders want kind of money back from the the money spent for the investigation and and threatening to sue you've got uh george barrios and michelle wilson coming back into the fold with vince mcmahon um other board members have resigned it's uh it's a mess um and at this point is is the only thing that's gonna keep vince away like death or jail <laughs> it feels like uh Karen, what have you, I mean, we're, we're sick to death talking about Vince at this point, but uh, what are some of your thoughts about all of this? I mean, before we went on air, you know, I, I did drop the very, very rare F-bomb about my feelings on this entire it's man. the first time I ever heard you situation. swear, Karen. 
<laughs> I, it, it does not happen very often. I mean, it takes a lot to really push my buttons. And, you know, if, if we want to keep, keep it the bathroom metaphor, as a girl that has long hair, snaking the drain is one of the most satisfying things I like to do when I'm cleaning my house. And when he left, it was like they pulled the giant, most nastiest hairball out and everything was just flowing great, feeling great. I I actually started watching WWE on the occasion <laughs> after oh after you know well it took you know damage control rolling up to for me to stop what I was doing and start watching again. But I was just like everything started to feel good, and maybe it for me it's being you know NXT was where I got my renaissance in coming back into wrestling after a very long time away from it. So Triple H, Papa, you know, Uncle Paul has a very special place in my heart. And the way he was running WWE, it made me feel like things were changing. But it was one of those things where when Vince retired, it felt like it was too, too good to be true. And it was too seamless. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it was very much the, I always made the joke that, you know, um, the devil works hard, but, you know, Rossi Ogawa works harder. In this sense, I feel like that then now together forever no sooner was he writing that tweet out, there was already machinations in the background to figure out how he could get back in. And it's disgusting. As a a female fan of the WWE, actually starting back in the late 90s in WWF, and seeing everything that's transpired over the last 20 plus years, it is so hard to stomach the possibility of him coming back. It's like there's, there's no... What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, punishment for rich white men? Because that's exactly what it is. He's getting yeah, away with it. And it's disgusting. Absolutely. Especially, Completely. This, especially this week. I, I got to shout out John Pollock, Post Wrestling, that article he wrote, uh, Vince McMahon, Dana White. Go to yeah. postwrestling.com. It was so well done. But yeah, in a week where you're looking like, wait, shouldn't shouldn't they be done? Shouldn't that be over with? No. <laughs> shouldn't no, he be not. in jail? Shouldn't they be in jail? Mm, Maybe. No. <laughs> He's still going to tanning beds, I'm sure. Remember uh, remember when he suspended Titus O'Neil for just grabbing him? his arm on TV for touching him? And this is a man with multiple, like, sexual assault allegations, rape Ridiculous. accusations, who hasn't denied a fucking thing, who's just waltzing back into the into the business. It's it's disgusting. It is. Um, and I I hope there's pushback from you know, sponsors, TV deals, things like that. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't see that being the case because the product is still worth so much money, and with or without Vince, it's gonna, it's gonna continue. Um, it's, it really like sickens me, and yeah, like I, as I said, unless, unless some kind of actual proper legal ramifications come out of this, and like he actually legally gets punished. Unfortunately, I don't really see much changing unless what do we get a coup in WWE with the board? Like I, I don't know what what needs to happen, but it's 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 awful. And the other layer for it was is that of course he he comes back on the anniversary of the insurrection here in the United States, which was, was best another, buddy Trump. It was the the way it was done. I'm just like this is. I can't, I just can't like at what point it's, it's the, where do I check my moral compass out? Because it's, it's the, are we going to have to go through more quote unquote budget cuts and relive the last two and a half years where we watch people just lose their jobs and like in droves 
just to get hired back, just to get released, aka fired all over again. Like yeah. I just I just don't don't understand how they, all, they can start singing a different tune saying, oh no, this is good, this is a good thing, this is good for business. No, it's not. It's it's a toxic work environment and it's not safe. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Uh, again, uh, we've been watching this stuff for a long time. You you hear the stories, you you read all these things, and this finally felt like the last few months finally felt like okay, we're completely going on into a completely different direction, and it still shows up. It's this cockroach that keeps coming back, and it's the biggest one. It's Vince McMahon. This is his baby. You would you you can almost see like well, it's his it's his whole world he created all this of course you know he probably brings that up to anyone well i created hulkamania i created austin i did all this stuff it's mine i'm still in control i'm gonna do whatever i want and now it's kind of coming back in it's like it's like norman osborne in the spider-man movie it's like out am i well i'm not and it's like are they gonna sell to these different companies because there's a bunch of there's a list of of potential buyers that's floating around Uh, shout out mjf who says uh, yesterday, I feel like I don't talk enough about how much I love these companies. And then he lists Comcast, Fox, Disney, Warner Bros, Netflix, Amazon, <laughs> Endeavor, and Liberty Media. MJF uh, still playing into the bidding war of 2024. But could you imagine Io Shirai as a Disney princess? That's that's not that bad, right? I mean, she is. <laughs> she already but... is. Or a villain, I've... possibly. No, you have your anti-heroine. It's fine. Yeah, make make it a little interesting. But th- but that's the thing is that would Disney be willing to align themselves with a company that has somebody on the board that has this much baggage, public dirty laundry? I don't think so. I I it's, wouldn't. I mean, we've seen Disney like Disney have taken a stand against like you know the whole Gina Carano thing with yeah. in Mandalorian when uh like and. Yeah, like I, I can't see Disney coming. I wonder how much of this is bullshit anyway, and it's just a power move where, like, he's talking about sales. Maybe he has no intention to sell, but it's it's a way to get back in. But it definitely it feels like this, like, like he's going kind of scorched earth in a way. Like, if I can't have it, no one can. It's. Yeah. I mean, I've seen all the the memes of when he, you know, injected poison into the WWE with bringing in the NWO, but. This is what it kind of feels like. He's he's been like ousted, and he doesn't like it. He's bored. He doesn't have any hobbies. He's and he's coming back, and it's like, well, it's either going to be my way or no one's having this. Yeah, it seems very selfish of him. Uh, again, you we know the kind of person this guy is without ever you know meeting this person. He's someone who's been in our homes via you know our entertainment for years. And we've seen the way, you know, on and off screen, this guy has definitely presented himself. And I, I do think in in a sort of way, it's him playing chicken of, you know, I'll say that I'm here to do all these things, but it's the only way to keep me kind of relevant in this thing. Like, I don't think anyone ever thought this guy would just disappear on an island because it's Vince McMahon, right? Like, you know, tail between his legs and just go by an island, really, like with all the, mm-hmm. the old money he's got. But like... Instead, he still keeps coming back with this. And and as a fan, it's it's very weird. Cause like you, Karen, this year I was like, okay, like WWE, you're gonna, you're gonna get my my interest, my money, essentially. You know, we're gonna I'm gonna start watching again. And now this kind of puts this like you tricked me. Like, well, now I don't want to get back in, but I've I'm I've now already stepped 
with few toes in the water and I'm like, oh, I love WWE, but I don't want to support like this foul man, you know? So it is, it is interesting. Something that interests me though, is the like sale thing that's been wrestling talk for the past little while. Like even looking at the, the whole WWE network on the Peacock thing. And I, I would say NBC is probably the, the one place that you would eventually see them maybe possibly owning like out of, I, I, I absolutely do not see Disney and WWE partnering partnering whatsoever. I don't think we all had Mickey Mouse dethroning Roman Reigns at WrestleMania as our pick, but like I don't. I see... would go to Mania for that. Let's <laughs> yeah, be honest. Yeah, me too. Mania <laughs> in Orlando. That would be good. Mickey. But there's talks of the the Saudis buying as well. The the company that you know with Live Golf right. and all that, which exactly. we already so know what... they're in bed with them. So. Yeah. Well, but what happens to your which makes it so much better? Or your your you know your LGBTQIA plus Absolutely. community roster members? Are they all going to lose their jobs? Like like how does that like oh yeah, it makes me it crazy. just burns my biscuits, guys. I'm just oh it's it's interesting. Like in today's age, you know, everything is streaming and and cable and channels are disappearing and more more online based things. Like obviously, Monday Night Raw and WWE SmackDown are huge assets to to the channels they're on and to WWE themselves is how they're making like the most money. And I mean, Fox is someone who imagine they just went, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, buy you. I just, I don't, I don't see it that going that way. And this still just all leads me to believe this is just still Vince McMahon, Vince McMahoning his way to still be talked about, to still be relevant, to still try to gain and keep the power that he, he once had. And, uh, I, I don't know. I don't see WWE going basically anywhere. And I would not want to see it with Disney. And I I would not want to see it with the same like live golf and, and all that stuff. I just I, I personally don't see it going that way. But I mean, who knows? In a year from now, we could be we could, WWE could be on completely different channels or something the way things are going. you got to think uh, talent are nervous as well. The likes of a, a Bray Wyatt who during this time, got his job back, still hasn't wrestled a match yet. Yeah. Um, you got to think, I mean, a big issue with was with him and Vince, right? right? Was why he went in the first place. Uh, William Regal, who's just come back to the office, he's got to be nervous. Like so many of these talents who have been brought back or, are, you know, undersized or whatever, must be feeling pretty, pretty nervous. These And these people who are maybe like an, an FTR, who we know their contract's coming to an end. You've seen them start to drop the titles. Uh, would that give them hesitation to go to WWE again? If that was maybe their thought, like going to a Triple H, we know how they got along with, with Hunter and the whole revival thing in NXT, which was great. Like, it must give them hesitation and other talents hesitation to go there now. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it it's it's very strange that this is still happening. You would just, I don't know. I I feel like I, I'm not alone as a fan of. We thought we were going into a new, whole new thing. No Vince McMahon. Let's let's see where it goes. Like look at uh, Saturday Night Live, right? Like Lorne Michaels. I'm not comparing Vince McMahon to Lorne Michaels. Uh, <laughs> as we're recording this, <laughs> Lorne Michaels doesn't have any allegations close to Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? But like. There's there's so much talk of what happens when he decides he doesn't want to run SNL anymore. And it's kind of the same thing because, you know, he's been doing the show for a very long time where now he's at a certain age. Some people would say he's out of touch. And the debate now going is, well, is if he's done, then the show will end. 
And a lot of people are like, no, it's a it's a staple of entertainment. It's it's worldwide. Everybody knows SNL. You can say the same thing with WWE. It's like, well, just because he's gone doesn't mean, you know, the, the, I don't know if the guy who created basketball is basically, you know, still running the NBA kind of thing. Well, go, going back to Disney, I'm pretty sure Disney have done OK without Walt in charge. You know, exactly. like they, they've yeah. been doing all right the last yeah. 50 to 100 years or whatever he's yeah. he'll come back and he'll be like what the fuck's going on here what, he's what actually an animatronic in the hall of presidents let's be honest <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> just maybe vince mcmahon should just freeze himself and come back no uh, in 50 years you, you, take, no. you take that out of you take that out of the universe now sir <laughs> vince don't McMahon's give probably, him any ideas <laughs> he's watching raw and smackdown every week and like seeing all these like he's like god damn it who's bronson reed i, I thought i fired this guy why isn't carrying cross wearing his helmet what who's Johnny Gargano? What's going on here? I feel like he watches it and gets furious. And that's why he's, he's coming back. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, so, so over this, I just want it to be like done and go into like the next chapter, you know, like, well, shall we move on to some nice things? Let's, let, let, let's, let's have a, nice let's things. have a combined fuck you, Vince, and like move on to some nicer <laughs> things. So fuck you, Vince. Fuck you, and Vince. Big Tyrannosaurus Rex thing yeah well i've been real (laughs) we thought we were going to lead with this next segment this week uh and until you know the shit hit the fan uh but this was a fantastic week for wrestling we had the return of uh of like a fuller crowd with uh no more clap crowd we could make noise kind of in the tokyo dome this felt like wrestle kingdom proper again and really it wasn't the main event, but I think in our hearts, it was the main event. Oh. We had a bit of a dream match with Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega in what a match that's certainly going to be talked about at the end of the year as one of the, the best matches of the year, for sure. Absolutely. I, I, I don't want to sound like the biggest Kenny Omega mark, even though I am. But this match uh, somehow over-delivered, yet at the same time, I feel like they still probably have three other matches in there that would probably put this one to shame really but mm. uh this this was this was the the finale of wrestling i'm done i don't need to watch anything for the rest of the year because i don't think there will be anything that tops this match I, again like you know osprey's kind of been the, the the most talked about wrestler in the past while and he's been very vocal about this no clap this no noise crowd and you know the pandemic must have really sucked for people in this industry trying to make a living and trying to just hear response from the crowd so to finally have that and then to finally have the one-on-one with kenny that has been teased for so long since going back to their their first encounter in like pwg where they've had a way crazier career you know since then both of them so to finally see it like come together in this dream match it felt like new japan is back to me it felt like a great jumping back on platform to to get into but uh i (laughs) I, as soon as this match was announced, I was like, Davey, you know, how much do we have in the, the Patreon bank? How much are flights to Japan? How I, I would do anything to go watch this match live and, uh, watching it. Like we said earlier, we stayed up late and these two like delivered. I've watched this match twice already. Like the next day, I was like, Davey, sorry. I know we're roommates. I'm like, I got to watch this again. I, it's mm. in my brain that I loved it so much that, you know, like I feel like a kid who watches, I don't know, like Coco or Encanto and then. I want to watch it again. It's like, okay, just put it on again. And that's how I felt about this match. So uh, all the all the stars to these guys, again, call me the biggest mark in the world, but I really love this match. And I cannot wait till we see them run it back. Uh, 
What I, I've loved seeing, I mean, I've I've been watching Osprey for years in kind of, you know, tiny, tiny gyms and nightclubs yeah. in the UK. And what I've loved is how year upon year he's leveled up, um, obviously in size when he moved to the heavyweight division. But I think this this heel character has has allowed his ring style to evolve where he isn't just the guy who does spectacular flips he's violent like those and in this match you saw that those the hidden blade he does right to the face of omega and and i mean i know he clocked him with some of those cheeky nandos but he's got such more of a a vicious violent style uh his promo going into it which was the the promo of his life like you really feel like i mean we we talked about him as wrestler of the year two three years ago and i i think he he keeps stepping up but having him him lose this as well against Omega, you know there's like one final step for him to go. Like he's still got to, you know, beat Okada clean and he's got to get that win on Omega. So there's still story for him moving forward. I do think it's the time. Like he played babyface in this match. I know New Year's Dash, he was kind of playing heel again. I think it's time to have Osprey be kind of full babyface moving forward, but keeping all these wrinkles he's added to his game. Uh, but the match is just stunning. It was, what, 35 minutes? Absolutely breezed by. They left, as you said, they've left stuff in the chamber for uh, for rematches down the line, whether it's a Forbidden Door 2 or a Dominion or Wrestle Kingdom next year or whatever. Um, we know we're going to get more Kenny in New Japan because he's holding the US title. Um, but even... Even like the entrances here with uh, the Final Fantasy yes. entrance for for Kenny, but I, I, I love uh, elevated, like yeah, elevated, but <laughs> with the the piano to, to kick it off. Right. Like I thought that was was stunning. It gave it this main event feel. Uh, that song worked way better for Osprey. Uh, it kind of really gets you pumped. Um, but yeah, like the I, I'm a, I'm a bit of a mark for you know uh, live live music. To, so having that piano opening was like pretty pretty fucking cool. Uh, but everything, the whole presentation of it, the the crowd were at their peak for this match. Um, yeah, I've seen it twice. I there's a guy at work who I want to show. Like I'm probably going to see this three or four. Within a couple of months, uh, we may have lost Karen. Oh, is it no. me that's breaking uh, up? Brayden, oh. are you there? I'm still here. Oh, yes, Karen, you're back. I was like, Hello. I was like you were slowing down for me. I was like, is that me or yeah. is it? Oh, okay, <laughs> Karen. Karen, we're we're clearly huge. We we were really into watching Wrestle Kingdom in the middle of the night from the Tokyo Dome live on our couch in Toronto because. We had to watch a Japanese wrestling show featuring a Brit and a Canadian, which totally delivered. Karen, what did you think of this match? Well, it was a Brit and a Canadian fighting over control of the United States. The United States. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so In Japan. I guess, I guess, I, yeah. So I guess Kenny Omega is our, our, our other president at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but I might have sound like a broken record because I've been on multiple podcasts this week. But for me... Full disclosure, I've always struggled with Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay as a portraiture of a foreign person living in Japan as someone who's also lived in Japan. So 
that being said, I've always had you know difficulty wrapping myself my my head around their wrestling. And and I know I know they are, they're fantastic wrestlers. I've seen them wrestle live. I've seen them wrestle live from the front row of shows all over the country. But it's always been in the back of my head something never clicked for me, and I didn't know what it was. And I think it was one Kenny Omega leaving and being away from New Japan for so long, and finally getting the rest and recuperation that he needed. Two. The development of Osprey in the last year, him, him turning on Okada, establishing the United Empire, and then the chase of him basically chasing Kenny's ghost in Kenny's absence after leaving. But the other layer that really stood out to me is that a large part of this involves a person that wasn't physically in the match, and that was Osprey's rivalry with Ibushi. Mm-hmm. And it was the, you did all of this to him, I'm taking it back for both of us. And it was one of those things where I've watched plenty of their matches. And and for me, I'm not saying it was a begrudging five stars, but I was one worried about the 60 minute time limit. I was like, please don't let it go for an hour. I can't do an hour right now on a seven hour show. <laughs> mm. That's Jay, that reserved for Jay White over an hour yeah. of matches. Yeah. But it was, I was riveted for most of the match. I don't do well with blood. So the moment Osprey started pulling John Moxley and bleeding all over the damn place, I was like, oh, God, not in my coffee, not in my morning coffee, not right now. <laughs> but my only problem is knowing that they went this far, this fast, in 35 minutes in the first meeting. As a fan who gets squeamish about high spots, and we'll go back, like if I'm going to throw one out, uh, Tanahashi versus Kenta for the U.S. Championship last year, <laughs> I get scared of what they have left to prove or they feel they need to prove or what they need they feel they need to do to make omega osprey two three four whatever even better Mm -hmm. because that's when it gets dangerous and you know both of them are finally seemingly in healthy happy places i just want them to stay in their healthy happy places so you don't want them to 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 wrestle again this year you want to to separate i mean at least give me give let it breathe until at least dominion which is like June or, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, after the G1. Like, when, when was Forbidden Door last year? That was, it was, in, it was summer, also summertime. It was also in okay. June. Summertime, yeah. So it's like, hmm. it, it was like the week or two after Dominion. So it's like just, I need, I need a crowbar or like Jaws of Life and a massive like space between this. I, like, it's just like Okada Omega. I need space between, I can't have it like, Two months later, three months later, I know that's what people want. The people want the payoff. But I, I'm, I'm the long-term booking girl. I like, I like a slow burn. And Absolutely. this is like, and this, the buildup for this. I was at historic crossover when that VTR played of Kenny, and I was just, I was in awe. And I'm just like, it's this is actually happening. This is actually happening. And, you know, even in Osaka, like there or, or not Osaka, Ariaki, there wasn't supposed to be a lot of cheering, but there was audible oh oh my gosh this is happening it's finally happening so it's i'm glad it's finally come to that point but at the same time make it last don't don't do the wwe like rematch 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 make 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 me wait for it make make my appetite wet for it if that makes sense something something about new japan like look i i completely agree i think the match delivered and i think 
you don't need to do this match for a whole other like year, really. Of course, selfishly, I'd watch them wrestle a million different times, no problem. Absolutely. However, I do think the story, you know, kind of classic, Davey, we were comparing it to what uh, Kawada, Misawa, where it's like the one guy's always had his number and then like you do mm. that kind of years down the line and finally have like another rematch and stuff. But New Japan uh, are somewhat worse than WWE when it comes to booking rematches because Karen you can't tell me that you were really into New Japan during the past three years of Shingo versus Okada Okada versus Jay White Jay White versus Okada Jay White versus like it's the same matches for the past three years so finally getting a dream match out of this felt so like fresh and I think that made a lot of people jump back on and sign up for New Japan World instantly for this specific match because I felt like the past while, and you know what, even before the pandemic, New Japan were doing this, where they keep booking the same matches. And it's not like the talent in the matches are fantastic. I love Shingo. I love Okada. I even love Jay White sometimes. But you can't just keep <laughs> booking the same damn match. Like, I can't, like, sorry, you, no one's going to watch this. And then also, you're doing it with no crowd reaction. It's just dead fish, like, floating to the top. It's like, okay, well, what the hell? So now I feel like with... This big show, they're going to be feeling real good about this Wrestle Kingdom show with with crowds being back into it. You don't need to do this, but Kenny having the title back definitely brings some interest to some other challengers along the way. I think as well, um, like the fact that they're separated by an ocean is going to help this. Like it's it's not like they're just on tours in Japan doing the same shows. Like I think you're going to have uh, maybe a bit of focus with Kenny with the US title on AEW, but I think it will give it time to breathe. Uh, I could totally see them doing a rematch at Forbidden Door because uh, it's kind of, you know, a bit of a deal. Tony gives right. Kenny to them and he gets them back. I could see that, but I think we're all in agreement here. Like, we want to see it again, but, like, let it breathe. Let this this sit. Uh, what do you, before we move on, like, in my head next year, it's either Okada versus osprey for the title or it's um oh sorry my audio's gone off if you two want to continue chatting i'll i'll try and fix this can everybody hear me you you're being heard it's just me right now yeah when it comes to like as you were saying you know everything felt repetitive over the last few years and i think that's largely not entirely new japan's fault because of you know the 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 way that the country had its entry restrictions in place, it really limited who could come over, especially if they had to quarantine for, you know, at the, at the get go two weeks. And then it was down to 10 days and then it was down to three days. And then it was, you know, depending on your vaccination status, you didn't even need to quarantine. You could just come on in. So it's one of those things where I got frustrated because there were plenty of people that could have been the challengers that they didn't take chances on. Oh yeah. And I, and I like you know, for, off the top of my head, Sonata. Where, where where was that Sonata singles run that like he had the U.S. Championship for a, a you know like a month and then got his eye socket shattered, but then he never saw the championship ever again. And I'm know. okay with that, Karen. I'm not a Sonata fan. I wanted oh. to. He's so handsome. He has everything right. He's he's a pretty good wrestler. Oh, is, is 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 he too handsome that he can't be a champion? Because that means he has he has the he he literally has it all. Is that where is he's, that where we're going with he's this? He's really handsome and he he's is re really he's handsome. pretty good wrestler, but he's so boring. He's he has no character. What's his character? 
He, he he provides the handsome battle. You already so didn't answer that enjoy. question. <laughs> you proved my point that I don't, I think you're right though. Like how many times do they go back to the same matches when look at the people you do have? I'm not saying Tai Chi needs to be IWGP world champion, but he oh, had it's a, coming. He had a pretty good run during the it's pandemic, coming. especially in the past little while. Someone for me, you could do a whole storyline, build up a whole pay-per-view that A, you would get your New Japan regulars in, invested and a lot of foreigners who, you know, would subscribe for New Japan World if you just did this angle like Suzuki, right? He he just disbanded Suzuki Goon. He could be like, my career, my time is up. I've beaten big champions before, but I've never held a belt. Okada. I'm coming for you. And then you build up this thing. Of course, he doesn't win, but like the the hope spot of him, yeah. you know, possibly doing it. You could do the same story with an Ishii who's, who, you know, he's been the guy who's putting on bangers, but he's never really been given Goto. that. Right? There's, there's a lot of people that I felt like they never used that way, especially during the pandemic. And yet we still get Jay White versus blank it's like well that's that's because ghetto can't help himself because he went from strapping himself to okada to strapping himself to jay so the way he gets to stay relevant by shilling jay white's merch in the ring is also by booking jay white as the champion and then only having him defend the belt twice in seven months so we have that see zelda agrees with me she's getting all mouthy about it (laughs) she she loves jay white I'm no, wondering if I can hear think Davey. I should be back. Can you hear me again YouTube, now? YouTube, can we hear Davey? Yeah. Uh, s- something awesome. uh, something um, like I think New Japan, this is this is a good like kind of fresh restart with the whole new year going forward because they have like the the people, the, the pogs in place now. I, I thought it was a really good show. And to, to, when you deliver a really good show, it makes me want to watch your next show. So I feel like that'll maybe hopefully bring in some 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 different people but I, I going back to like the the draw of that match the dream match that it was I was I was really entertained I felt like I got my more than my money's worth and again as someone who lives in Toronto Eastern time zone to stay up almost at what five six in the morning just to to watch this match it was completely worth it we me and Davey stood up we had a friend over he 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 put his alarm at like 1 a.m. And then he he didn't wake up. And then at like 2.33, he messages us like, did did I miss it? And we're like, no, no, no it's, it, Tom, Tom came over. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, the match hasn't started yet. You could probably make it. He's like, I'm getting in an Uber at like, what, three in the morning to come watch this. <laughs> and by the end of it, he's like, man, I'm so happy I I, I did because it was so worth it. I, I keep thinking about this match. That's It's probably the best match ever at me. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off there because we spent like 50 minutes so far on the first okay. two items. So let's move on. Uh, another draw for the show was the debut of Mercedes Monet, uh, the former Sasha Banks, uh, debuting in in New Japan, uh, going to be wrestling for there and stardom. Uh, bit of a, a kind of negative reaction I've seen to this so far. I think people are like hyped about the idea of her going there, but in execution, maybe maybe not so great uh obviously there was a bit of a a botched move with her new finish um and some people weren't so keen on a promo but i thought she came out looking like a star i'm a huge sasha banks mercedes monet fan so despite the rocky star i'm super excited to see what she can do in japan uh karen what are your what are some of your thoughts on mercedes coming to to new japan and stardom i had a lot of mixed feelings about it largely because they you know they they let it slip out that she was she was going to be at Wrestle Kingdom 
a month before the match was going to happen. And I know that was probably to garner, to, to get that Sasha stands on board to sign up for New Japan World, but it totally eclipsed the conversation of the actual match between Tam and Kyrie. And total match time for Tam and Kyrie was less than six minutes. Embarrassing. Every match, every dark match, every you know special event that Stardom did related with New Japan, the tournament for the IWGP Women's Championship, every match was at least 10 minutes or more. And with a 60-minute time limit, this match should not have gone five minutes and change. Mm. Especially when it's the first defense of the title. It's, they made this whole big deal about it being a, a, a showcase of stardom. You got the, the best hits, of, the, the greatest hits of Tam and Kyrie, but you did not get a, even a taste of what stardom has to offer in this match. I've seen better dark matches that they've done that have, have given me far more of a feel for stardom than this match did. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on the same page as, as both of you there. Like, Davey, you know, we're huge Sasha Banks fans. And to see that come in, I think giving, like, the fact that you give some hype around it, like, a lot of people were just like, oh, yeah, we have a lot of Sasha <laughs> on, our, on our set. Uh, we, we like... You know, I think it's it's a it's like a catch twenty two. It's like okay, well, if if she's if people are know she's coming, then they're going to subscribe. You saw a lot of people on online being like, I don't even know what New Japan is, but I I subscribed because I want to see her show up. Which I'm like, okay, clearly they're going to come out of the the woodwork to to find and seek this. But but when it came to the execution, I, I agree with both of you. Like to the the match itself, like Davey, we love Kyrie too. We have a lot of Kyrie. Mm-hmm. We have our Kyrie on our set too. Five minutes. Five minutes. That was it. Nothing really happened in that match. I've seen a hundred other Kyrie matches that were that great. And then for the Sasha, she had longer. Out. She had longer matches on Raw under a Vince McMahon regime. <laughs> like it's just so. It was and it so should weird. be. It's your one women's match on the show. You're trying to push this yeah. IWGP Women's Championship, and you know these two could have a fantastic match and actually turn yeah. some heads if they go go. You know, twelve minutes. I think that's that's enough to do everything. It's, so to come out then. And then, like, the reaction was not that loud. Like, I don't know if, like, for us watching just on TV, we we're like, oh, okay, they don't really care. Uh, and then she she hits the move. I would say uh, the move looks cool, but I think it was Kyrie who who dropped down too early before she got spiked with the DDT. Again, also kind of like killing the buzz right away. But I'm still like completely invested to see where we can go with it but a bit of a rocky start in my opinion, just because the hype was, was so like there. I think the visual of her standing in the ring with, with Kyrie was really great. Her, her, her music, the crisscross jump uh, remix. I don't know what, what's the deal with that, but uh, they completely just ripped off crisscross. But okay. I guess Snoop, the the Snoop verse that was sent in uh, wasn't up to standards. I was gonna say, is this the is this the like uh, window for like Snoop Dogg to come to New Japan because he's been everywhere else in wrestling? Are we getting Snoop? Bring it, book it. Hit like, the Tokyo it Dome next year. Yeah, it would have been the spot. <laughs> Tokyo Dome would be the spot. I'm sure. Maybe Snoop has performed there uh, once or twice. Maybe, uh, but like, I feel like that would be pretty cool. And again, bringing a lot more different eyes to the product. But uh, going forward, in the next few months of seeing, like, you know, they have uh, they've now announced the actual match. Uh, in February with Kyrie, like I think that'll gain a lot of things. But after this rocky start, I think people are gonna be like us and have a like, ooh, was this? This isn't that 
that what I kind of pictured Sasha doing here. So, um, and I mean, more to tell if she does in fact show up on AEW television as well, because that could be a whole other thing that we see her kind of week to week in her promo after her, her debut, she did say like that new Japan was the first stop on her world domination tour. So possibly we, mm. we see her there, but a bit of a rocky start, but I'm still a huge Sasha Banks fan. So show me the Monet. Karen, do you see her taking the title from Kyrie? My only concern is, is I am glad she's getting paid what she's worth. If she's getting over 100K per appearance, great. But Bushi Road can't bankrupt New Japan and stardom to have her do a long set of appearances. Like, I don't see, or sorry, Mercedes showing up for the five star Grand Prix. I don't see her doing like, um, a def- if if she were to even beat Kyrie next month, then y- it, she kind of doesn't. What's what I'm looking for? I like her having that Chris Jericho level. You show up once every quarter kind of appeal to have mm. a dream match, and I don't know if she necessarily like fighting her is like it, she she doesn't need a title. Honestly, Kyrie versus Mercedes doesn't need a title, but that's where we're going with anyway. My mm. my concern is like I don't know how many people in, in the chat or listening to this podcast have been to the Tokyo Dome. The delay on any kind of audio, where it's, whether it's fan reactions or whatever, there's a, there's a several second delay, but also sound goes into the ether there and just evaporates. So unless there's a very large reaction, I don't it, know. I watched the same crowd, the same crowd for Kenny and Osprey. They were pretty loud, but you could hear the pin drops when Sasha was standing in the ring. I, I think during that whole women's match, uh, to be honest, it was quiet. They didn't have enough time to really develop into anything. It just the whole match felt rushed. But for the other problem with Sasha's promo is one, it was very much a WWE promo, only in English, and the majority of the audience is Japanese hmm. individuals who may or may not be confident enough to understand, especially if there's a lot of puns or double entendres or whatever in the promo, and there was no translation available. That's where it gets complicated. You, like you have. Chris Charlton and you do have other members of staff that are fluent and do translation occasionally in at venues. I don't understand why this promo wasn't like wasn't translated for the venue. Or do what they did with Kenny Omega, put together a, like a, a two minute video package, and then while that's playing, you have a, you have somebody sneak her in and then just like, a, like you know when the lights come back on, she's standing next to Kyrie. But that's just me. I also you know as somebody who studied kimono for the last 20, 20 plus years, I had a bit of uh, issue with the. A fine line between appropriation and appreciation of her uh, entrance gear because it was very questionable whether or not she was appropriating kimono culture into her outfit or not. I'm surprised she didn't come out dressed like Sailor Moon, but then right away after the segment, her pro wrestling tees went up and all her merch is uh, Sailor Moon like oriented and stuff like that. But the art, the art's pretty great. She's got some, she's got some sick design team. Yeah, I, I didn't mind. I, I know what you're saying about her look, definitely, because it's like, oh, okay. Uh, but maybe she won't wear that again. <laughs> maybe in, on on U.S. soil, she'll she'll rock just the what was it like a, a statue tiara? of liberty or something? It yeah, it weird. looked like a statue of liberty tiara, yeah. but maybe who knows? But I will not say, the, her, not the giant Japanese flag. That was just yeah, that was weird yeah. for me. I, I want to say her heart was in the right place. But that's yeah. and it, yeah. that's I agree completely. Is it? Pro- it's, it's just a teachable moment. 
teachable Mercedes moment. Mercedes stands don't come after me. It's a teachable yeah, moment. Yeah, uh, but I will say uh, her shirt, her shirts look pretty cool. There's one I'm eyeing, the Sailor Moon one. I'm like, oh, that looks completely different from a lot of other wrestling merchandise out there. I and just wish I, it wasn't a black t-shirt. Put it on. Fair enough. Cover. Yeah. P- 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 yeah. T- I hate the black t-shirts. Too like, many. I, 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 lo- I love black t-shirts, but like PWT does let you switch the colors sometimes. I'm just sick of uh, AEW's designs. I've gone off on them. Like I'm not trying to sneak diss them or anything. Just like all their shirts are absolute ass. So like to see her come out with actual like cool looking graphics, I'm like, sorry, why don't AEW get different people than just the people who I, I, I don't like their, their stuff, but I thought uh, that looked pretty good. So I'm excited to see where Sasha goes. Uh, Karen, if there if there were to be like some certain matches that we do see from her in the next few months, what would what would have your interest if they said, okay, uh, Mercedes versus? I mean, she called out Azumi. I'd love to see that. She also called out Tokyo Joshi Pro's Miyu Yamashita. I would love to see it. I just don't know if she's ready for that. <laughs> I love Miyu Yamashita, but I'm also afraid she would take uh, Mercedes' head clean off her shoulders with those uh, with those <laughs> okay. kicks of hers. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where there are, there is the potential for a lot of dream matches for her, not just in Japan, but around the world. I just don't want her to rush through all of them and then possibly go back to WWE. If she, like, if if she's getting, if she's getting these massive paydays, then hell yeah, good for her. But also do all the other things you wanted to do. Like do the fashion thing, do the Mandalorian thing, like do everything. Because at this point, she's working smarter, not harder. And I respect that hustle. Got to respect the hustle. Shout out Mercedes Monet. Well, we've kind of mentioned it a bit. But uh, yeah, there, there was an actual main event on this show as well. That's, <laughs> nah. that's third from top Well, on our Wrestle Kingdom discussion. Bless, bless their hearts. Uh, <laughs> it was Jay White versus Okada, part 14, for the IWGP World Heavyweight title in the main event. Um, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> you know, like you ever go to a concert and you're 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 seeing this band, right? And you love this band, and they they play some of the songs you really wanted to hear them play, and then they come out for their encore, and they go, "We're gonna play two more for you." Thanks, everybody. Here's the encore, and then they play their biggest, most your favorite song, second to last, and then mm. they go, "Okay, this is the last song of the night. It's from our new record." And you go, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Can I make the the parking the train. Lot now? Like <laughs> it, it felt like that. And again, I actually am a Jay White fan. Sometimes I love Okada, who's completely turned into John Cena of New Japan. Like I think Okada is finally hitting that. Like, okay, what are we doing? It's the same thing every single year. Uh, I don't think this was a bad match. I would not call this a bad match. It's still pretty good. However, everyone was calming down and chilling out or having a smoke or a shot after watching the craziness of um will osprey and and uh kenny omega so i feel like we're just gonna treat it that way like oh like sorry this this is still a good match just we were way too focused on something else the the hardest part about this particular uh main event is that we've seen it we've seen it a lot it's been the story ever since jay white turned on chaos, went to bullet club, took half of the chaos with him. And it's also the lol Okada wins <laughs> because yeah, it's super it, Okada. It couldn't after, after he won the title last year, 
walking in looking like Antonio Inoki, winning the G1 the year before and this this past year, and then the passing of Antonio Inoki, and this being the memorial show, remor- sorry, memorial Wrestle Kingdom for him. I know people love Jay White. I think he's a fa- uh, he's a fascinating character. I just find him to be a boring wrestler at times. Most and of the time. <laughs> it's I and sometimes I feel the same way about Okada and I love Okada. I mean, Okada doing that, you know, that cannonball off the top rope that was kind of new. Haven't seen one of those in a very long time. Had it been Jay White, I would have been all right, let's go because that boy doesn't go beyond the first rope on anything. <laughs> So it, it's the after that that semi sorry not semi main double main event the first one I wouldn't I would I would feel bad if Okada had squashed him in fifteen minutes but I wouldn't have been mad at it <laughs> just because they 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 didn't do anything in this match that topped the match before them. And it would have been different if the, if they went for like a sprint, like a 15 minute, 20 minute thing, it would have felt different from their other matches, but it, it felt very formulaic. And I mean, we were talking about how spoilers kind of ruin wrestling for us. And sure, this wasn't spoiled, but there was no way Okada was losing with this whole Inoki tribute yeah. thing in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. We all knew he was going to do like the the sign off speech at the end yeah. like it it was it was so obvious what was happening and it just especially coming off the back of uh uh Kenny and Osprey like like it was fine like it wasn't a bad match but I didn't get those as I said a lot of this show felt like old Wrestle Kingdom from like four or five years ago pre-pandemic and I just didn't get that buzz from this main that I've I've got from previous ones. And it is because we've seen it. It goes back to the rematches and having the same people in this picture. Like, I'd love to see, uh, we're going to talk about kind of the rest of Wrestle Kingdom, but I'd love to see someone like uh, Hiromu or an El Desperado move up to the World Heavyweight uh, picture because that would freshen things up entirely. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it was fine, but we got to. I wonder if Jay White is someone who's going to maybe move to a WWE or something at this point. I I think we definitely need a bit of a shake up, and hopefully this is the end of it. We we've hit reset with Okada again, but we do have some of these. We've got these new factions. We've got like Zack Saber Junior stepping up in a more of a leadership role. Yeah, we've got the connection with AEW now, so we can hopefully have more crossovers there. Hopefully, it's this is kind of the end of that chapter, and we can move forward a bit now. We said that about Jay White like a few years ago, though. He's been teasing going to WWE since yeah. joining New Japan. I think something, you know what? I'm not going to be as nice. Jay White didn't do anything to hype up this match with Okada. You watched Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega and Don Callis at that press conference. They were bringing it. Will Ospreay, you said, promo of his whole career instantly right in Kenny's face. What did what did Jay White say to promote this match with Okada? He just went, yeah, I'm the champ. I'm going to fight him. I'm from New Zealand. It was, it was nothing. It was no story going into it. It's almost like he knew I'm just here to do the job for Okada. So my interest going into the match and then watching the press conference, thinking they would, you know, have something, some spin on it to make it fresh and exciting. They didn't do that. And then giving them even the third, fourth chance to be like, okay, when the match starts, it's going to be different from what we've seen. No, they didn't do that. So, uh, 
Jay White definitely ran his course in New Japan. I would like to see him in WWE. I think his style would fit a lot better there. However, uh, Okada will probably be champ until he, what? New Japan's just going to flip-flop this title around anyways. Like, no one Mm -hmm. even knew Jay White was champion this year until the main event hit. And they're like, oh, yeah. He's the champ, right? True. Because he barely defended it. That was the biggest problem. Had he had like six or seven quality defenses between the time he got the belt and Wrestle Kingdom, sure, no problem. Great champion. He defended like like a handful. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a non-run, really. And now it's Okada's had the gold. I see Osprey. I think he would work better as a babyface going into the next year. Eventually, I guess we're getting Okada versus Osprey yet again, but maybe the dynamic will be a bit differently. I'm not too sure, but uh, Okada is champ again. He's we're in the John Cena Okada years of New Japan. Uh, I think I regret to inform everybody, but uh, I'm still going to be interested. Oh, Look, they they teased at the end of it also Shingo. You know, New Japan always has to have someone else come out and and want to challenge. And it was Shingo, which amazing, you know, dude's amazing. But Shingo, you were in the pre-show. You weren't even on this show. So where's your gripe here in any of this sort of storyline? I was just like, again, shaking my head at like, come on, we're going back to this again. We're doing the same. Well, he is now the KOPW champion. And I I hope this could be like a way to just get rid of that and have Okada be like, all right, well, we're going to unify this or whatever. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, that whole thing's pretty dumb. But a pretty um, good Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, let's let's have some other thoughts, Karen. Like uh, the rest of Wrestle Kingdom, what were some of your highlights of the show? Uh, I, I it's not really a standout match or anything, but I really appreciated the Inoki Memorial match, which included Tiger Hattori coming out of retirement to officiate the six man. That was like the exhibition right before the main card. I do wish that they they had better the the timing of the undercard that nearly two hour undercard was better because they could have easily given other matches on the main card more time instead of having dead periods of like 20 minutes here, 30 minutes here of no broadcast at all. Um, this, the junior tag match, poor Leo Resch got his face busted open and I... I I always enjoyed the juniors. They're they're some of my favorites in all of New Japan. So that match plus the four way, I could have swore this was going to be the reign of Master Wato, but LOL, Hiromu <laughs> wins um, because Taiji Shimori, El Desperado, and Hiromu were doing the Lord's work in trying to put Master Wato over in this match on everything and selling everything. But that's okay. Uh, it felt so know, weird that match. I lo- I love that match actually. Uh, Despy's been someone who's totally grown on me as one of my favorites the past few years. But uh, Master Wato is just there while the three of them are like flying around, killing each other, and then cute little Master Wato going to go up top he, for a little. He, I, 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 I thought I thought Wato brought best. something to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for for having to fill the shoes of Kushida, who had been taken out of that match because he, you know, he wasn't able to uh, because he had the illness that took a while to get healed up. Right. He did his best, but at the same time, best. it makes me wonder if moving into 2023, like with the dissolution of Suzuki Goon, I'm wondering if Despy's going heavyweight. Absolutely. I think he should, especially okay. after what happened at New Year's Dash, where uh, you know they they uh, Suzuki made an appearance and has his eye on someone which i am very excited about um but yeah tag matches were fine 
I, I of course was happy that we got FTR versus Bishamon in a straight up. You love technical wrestling and tag team wrestling here. Enjoy. Uh, mm. But the Keiji Muto match, I mean, after Keiji Muto's little, not little, uh, supreme flub after the Nakamura match on the first, it was very hard for me to watch this match. Uh, but I was happy to see Tanahashi and Shota Uma, Umino in the ring and Umino winning. Yeah, Umino is someone. Shota is someone to watch yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got to be a Absolutely. future champ there, right? Like he's got to be one of their pet projects that goes a long way. Anytime he's he's stolen the screen, he's fantastic. He's so they good. Called, I like he's using the Death Rider as well because he's Moxley's young the, boy, the right? Entrance, he's like, coming through the crowd. Yeah. Oh man, he. He should be. He looks like Tanahashi with the gear yeah. that, that he mm. wore. I was, and he does the same finger up pose. I was like, "This is this, this is what New Japan wants—a second coming of Tanahashi right here." Yes, because uh, Tanahashi's knees are on the outs. Exactly. So. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out a way how to give Tanahashi's Shota's knees, but uh, they can't do it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's someone he's someone uh, that I've actually been invested in because Karen. The past few years, someone like a Sonata, when they first were like, "Okay, this guy could be something." We all like yeah. kind of jumped on board and then slowly yeah. I think a few people fizzled out. I'm kind of feeling the same hype about Shooter where I'm like, okay, like you look good. Every match, you, I think that Forbidden Door match that he was in with Jericho was like, okay, wait a second. You're hanging with like the one of the best. So you should be a, in a bigger spot. So I, I think by by next year, this guy could you know possibly be holding a title or having a big singles match, uh, maybe even with Jericho, one-on-one at a Wrestle Kingdom, just with Red Shoes as a ref or something. That would be uh, pretty cool for him as well. But uh, he was a highlight. And FTR wrestling on a Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome, that was also pretty cool to watch. Also, I want to throw out uh, Ren Narita versus Zack Sabre Jr., the two uh, prized children of Katsuyori Shibata fighting for his love <laughs> in a 15-minute match. For those who love technical wrestling, this is your jam. It's my jam. I was in love with this match. I, you know, I'm a huge Ren Narita fan. I love that, you know, before Shibata made his comeback, I was like, Ren Narita, second coming in Katsuyori Shibata. I've got mini, I got mini Tanahashi with Shota. I got mini Katsuyori with, uh, with Ren. I am all set. And then, you know, Shibata decided to come back and start wrestling again, which is fine. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. But yeah, it was just that match. I I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the things that they have planned for Zach. If this is where we're going. Oh yeah, Zack Saber Jr. and the Mighty Don't Kneel. I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm like into that. That that trio instantly sounds like money. I mean, I know they've added what someone else now to the group, but they uh, they 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 shanghaied a young lion. <laughs> that's right. I feel like Zack Saber Jr. Of, of coming in with the Mighty Don't Kneel, doing all sorts of different. Like I'm sorry, Zack Saber Jr. or the real slim. Shady yeah. Junior, like yeah, what's was, with the hair? <laughs> yeah. You you kind of look like him. A few listeners were tweeting us like, "Yo, is that Davy Portman with the hair?" But you don't have <laughs> you don't frost your tips like that, Davy. But uh, you know, only on Halloween, I, yeah, I go blonde every Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see tri- trios matches. Like, uh, sorry to go to AEW, but like the Elite versus the Mighty Don't Kneel. Me and Davy have been doing up next and NXT shows for so long, and like Nick Miller, Shane Thorne, never forget he jumped off that what shade. Shark cage, shot cage, yeah. whatever. Like they were good, and they weren't really given mm. the opportunity to really let them shine. So to have the rub with Zack Saber Jr. and likewise, like he's kind of just you know farting around there. So to give them the the whole new fresh coat of paint with that is something that I I am in, interested in. Again, this felt like a new chapter of New Japan, kind mm. of hopefully. And 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 that little thing with him joining those two 
it definitely has my interest and we're going to get some I, pretty good matches i think as well the that i mean there are too many titles but i love the whole like 15 minute thing for this tv title and i think zach is the perfect one for that who can put on just these kind of showcase exhibition 15 minute technical sprints i i think he's perfect for that so i think he could have a pretty pretty fun run with this title even if if it is you know another title yeah with um, um with, real no, quick no. with tmdk they were in noah before zach joined the noah dojo so their their whole story together goes back o- over 10 years Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. So there is actual proper history there as well. Yes. Zack Saber Jr. is fantastic. I'm I'm excited to see where they go with that. It was something that was unexpected at the end of that match with him putting on the t-shirt, and we just looked mm. at each other like, "Oh, this that sounds good." Take my yeah. Money. The, the, the 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 Noah stands know that that was that's a deep cut for everyone. Love it. Love it. But, but yeah, Wrestle Kingdom um, was was great. Karen, you did mention the Muda versus Nakamura match um sure did. <laughs> yeah uh i think we got a lead probably unfortunately with the the comments from mudo after the match uh some yes. yeah some pretty homophobic comments uh based around the finish of the match where nakamura kind of hisses uh muda to suck the mist out of his mouth and spit it in his face before a uh, a Kinshasa. Um, yeah, has, has but yeah, put a real dampener on it, and this whole retirement tour, like it's, uh, yeah, really, he should know better, right? He knows he, kissing he, is the the hot thing in 2022 of wrestling. That was like the whole any indie show we went to, any GCW, AEW, like the kissing thing was was totally over in 2022, yeah. and for him to just instantly shit on that uh, was really backwards. It's like, dude, everyone was loving it. You're the reason you're you opened your mouth. <laughs> what what hurts the most about it was how excited Shinsuke was about finally wrestling his idol and what a big deal it was to him. And it just soured the entire everything that I felt about that match. Cause I was writing the report for post as I, I was so absorbed in writing the match. I didn't see the uh comments until the following morning. Mm. And I was mortified because one, you know, it was posted unedited. It was written in English. It was retweeted by the English account. The, it, and if you went to the YouTube video before they took it down, the autom- the generated uh, closed captioning nailed most of it right on the head. And I was like, wow. I, I, I'm glad that Noah did the right thing by taking it all down. I don't know if they've edited it, edited it out of the actual stream. But it was just, it just soured. I mean, I was looking forward to the next couple of Muda matches, but now, like, that's why I was so checked out of the match at Wrestle Kingdom. I was like, I can't, I can't watch this in good faith and be like, oh my God, I'm so glad that this is happening for Muda because I just, he made me not care all of a sudden. Yeah, no, I feel so. Yeah, like, we, we've like, already got scheduled a, a best match ever, great Muda, and this happens, and you're like, ah. Oh. We do, we, w- do we do yeah. that? Like it's it. We're we're doing, and it's right at the ever. end of his career as well, dude. You've got like three weeks left, and then <laughs> just just just, just over you, a month. You've Keep been going shut. fucking thirty years or whatever. Just three three weeks now, left. Why say this now? Why now? Yeah. Come on. Uh, we um, we decided we're still doing that that podcast, but we told W H Park who will be joining us. He <laughs> created a list for us that he better watch his language. Uh, while recording with us, uh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. WH yeah. Park live get, podcast. Get, get, the, get the swear jar out, boys. We've got him on a leash. Yeah, 
for the positives, I mean, I loved um, the like. This was like old Nakamura. Uh, he seemed. You said he was excited to wrestle no. Great Muda again. He just seemed excited to wrestle again because I haven't seen this Nakamura for quite a while. Um, starting with the entrance with um, getting Lee England Jr. Yes. again, the violinist who he had at the uh, the Brooklyn takeover. Uh, the presentation of it all was was pretty awesome to see him in like this form again. Yeah, not chill out surfer Nakamura who doesn't really care. It it seemed like he was he was caring. He seemed like he was there to do that. And I, again, you know, I don't know this if that's that's how a lot of people watch his WWE run and go. It looks like he's just kind of coasting and just happy to be there mm. kind of thing. But it felt a lot different. I, I it felt like it wasn't the style that he's been wrestling for the past while. And I, and you know what? I, I actually really loved the finish. Uh, I thought that was pretty creative with the mist catching it and then spinning it back like. Remember that yeah. Wrestle Kingdom when when AJ fought him and AJ did the the Bullet Club pose and shot the the fake gun and then Nakamura pretends to catch the bullet, eat it, and spit it, it back at him. That's what this felt like, but but for real, like he caught the mist and then got it back. Like, come on, that was pretty sweet. And then Muda had to ruin it by talking all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Any other thoughts on the match before we move on, Karen? Uh, I just. I this like like you guys said it's this is old Shinsuke Nakamura this is like this is the Shinsuke I've missed for a very long time this is the Shinsuke I've wanted to see in WWE for a long time I haven't seen this Shinsuke since NXT and for those who watch they always do that you know top 10 or top 5 countdowns of people leaving NXT when you get to the Shinsuke one they cut to a girl crying in the audience it's me that's your (laughs) history I cried the day that that man left NXT because I had a feeling that things were going to change when you went to Maine, and they did. So to I have mean, him back like this, oh, it was it was so refreshing to see him like that again. Apart from the Sammy match, I never really thought he completely brought it in NXT either. No. I think there was the the kind of the novelty of the presentation. It felt fresh, you know, the whole entrance, everyone singing along. He had those great takeover entrances, but I mean, the, the Sammy match was like it's still up there as a great great match, but. I can't really say, you know, the the Bobby Roode feud or the Joe feud really did it for me. I, I apart from that Sammy match, he's never really connected. He's had opportunities, you know. He had a match against Seth at Survivor Series one year, which was fine. Like it's, I, I'd love to see him feel motivated again in WWE. But yeah, with Vince coming back, his, I can't see that happening. His whole run in WWE, honestly, like after the Sammy match, he was coasting. I, I think we 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 do so many NXT oriented stuff and and going back and rewatching, we're like, oh yeah, Nakamura Joe. Okay, I was at the show. And then rewatch it back. It's like, yeah, it was it was all right. It's good. It's good. It's good. It just reminds me of like how tight of a leash they keep a lot of these talents on when they're transitioning from outside of WWE style to WWE style because it, mm. people said the same thing about Kenta in or as Hideo Itami that when yeah. he showed up in the G1 that like right after he left, everyone was like, where the hell has this guy been for the last seven years? And it's like he's he's always been there. It's just that, was he allowed to do that or not? And sometimes I mm. feel like they intentionally have certain people hold back so as not to upstage other talent that are supposed to be the ones that are the focal point of the match. Uh, and especially the, these guys known for, like, you know, striking hard. It's the reason how much do all these people the want to get these struck stiff every I mean, night? Yeah, he's probably making, Nakamura's probably making more money surfing then he's did actually yes. getting hit in the face. So like, you know, mm. what what makes sense? But to go back to Kenta, I mean Kenta coming out at Wrestle Kingdom doing the 
Hal from Malcolm in the Middle Power Walk. I loved it. One of my moments of yeah. the year instantly. Yeah. I mean, given what he did at last Wrestle Kingdom, he he er, he earned the ability to coast at this Wrestle Kingdom. He's like, you're, you're putting me in the fucking Rambo. All right. I'm going to come out power walking. Yeah. The Santino <laughs> if can, walk. If I can't do, you know, G1 backstage promos, power walking comedy it is. And I'm fine yeah. with it. Book it. We've got one more thing on kind of the the japan front before we move on uh hiroshi tanahashi hinting that uh after this set of tapings uh that would be either the end of new japan strong or some kind of uh reboot restructure um karen i I believe you've uh i can't say i i've really watched much or any of new japan strong but i believe you're someone who does follow it Uh, what are your thoughts of this and what are maybe your your ideas of what it's going to be moving forward um, as you know, I understand the purpose it served during the pandemic, especially with the travel restrictions. It gave r- a lot of wrestlers who were put out of work or couldn't travel to Japan regularly a place to work. It, ga- it gave guys like Jay White, who was, you know, he was landlocked here in the States because he was getting his green card, couldn't go to Japan. Guys like Tama Tonga, who didn't want to be away from their families for like three, four, five months out of the year. And, you know, and also a lot of guys in the, the South California scene that were all of a sudden, you know, they were either released by WWE or they were just because they're indie guys really didn't have anywhere else that they could have stable income. So I understand the purpose that it served. And honestly, I I really enjoyed Strong. Strong had some of I loved the evolution of Filthy Tom Lawler. I loved everything, everything they do, they've done with Ren Narita in it. It's just, it served its purpose for the last few years. And especially when they resumed touring, it gave the house shows that they were doing purpose because they took those house shows and made it into content. It wasn't just one and done. Most of it, yeah, it didn't really have connection to what was going on with events in Japan. But occasionally you got a Minoru Suzuki. You got to see Jay White. You got to see a Tanahashi every now and then. So it's great. It's 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 kind of bittersweet because I it some of it had some really great wrestling on it. But if it means that New Japan is going to move back to having shows here, like for example, starting with Battle in the Valley, where they bring over the entire roster, okay, I'm fine with that. Because that was one of the more difficult selling points of New Japan Strong was that yes, you had your you had your a handful of New Japan talent, but they stopped bringing the entire roster over for tours. Yeah. So you you know you were paying the same prices as pre pandemic, but you were only getting maybe five or six talent coming over from Japan at a time. Yeah. And because those often overlapped with tours in Japan, you couldn't get you, you like th- that was the one promise that they they keep breaking was not running concurrent shows, but they would always put the shows during a tour. So I hope it's moving towards something that's more like pre-pandemic New Japan, where they bring everybody, but also some kind of stable TV deal, whether it's with Roku or with Amazon Prime or whatever, New Japan, like something that has won a better... I mean, I love Strong, but the production value varies so much from venue to venue. Mm. I, I, I I I I need something more consistent. From that from that post from Tanahashi, it seemed he says something about uh, overseas tournaments and like a different form of the show. Yeah. So like like you said, I imagine that it's they come back with these touring shows and incorporate that style. I I think that show was great for the time of the like of the pandemic and like you said with how, having all these talents. But when I watched it, anytime I watched it, the highlights were Ren Narita, but I'm not paying full prices to go to a show to watch 
Ren Narita. Nobody's yeah. going to know who that is. Like, you know, yeah. unless you're super, super hardcores. But then when I, whenever I watched Strong, it didn't look like, again, pandemic. It didn't look like there was the 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 feasting hot crowd waiting. Because I remember watching the uh, Eddie Kingston Ishii match. And like, it was really good. But it felt like still just like kind of a local indie kind of promotion. I I I, I think ending New Japan Strong is probably the best bet. It's one of those things where it, it's it's so hard because they were charging this. Like that was the biggest selling point for me. It was like people were like, well, why aren't you going to the show? Why aren't you going to the show? I'm like, you're charging me the same price, but giving me a fraction of the talent that I'm used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're paying for Okada, but you're seeing. Not, but I'm not getting the rest of Narita. chaos. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. not not dizzying, <laughs> but I, I think I think it was a great spot for wrestlers to definitely go and own their craft and stuff like that. And I think maybe making that like their US show was kind of their intention. So now that things are like opening up and everything, and you can have talent cross borders back and forth, I think maybe they're coming up with a smarter, more advanced play to do the US shows. At least I you would hope so. Cause I, I don't think it's necessarily a big loss. The only person I know who watched it religiously every week was John Ceno from Shot in the Dark. So I mean like <laughs> a lot of my other wrestling fans, you know, who 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 are way bigger fans than me were like, oh no, I don't watch that show. It's there's no story. So why would well, I watch? It's also eight o'clock on a Saturday night. A lot of people have plans at eight o'clock on Saturday nights. Yeah, and I mean, doesn't involve age, being. You can you you can still like you know a day or two later go. Oh, should I watch? What should I watch? And like I don't know about anyone else, but when I have some time off and I want to catch up on some wrestling, New Japan Strong was never on that list yeah. to to go. Oh, I better check out this match that happened on. Like, no offense to to them. Again, bless them. I'm, I want to. I feel the talent. Whatever format it comes back in. I wonder if more of a relationship with Tony Khan's Ring of Honor would help both out because I think they 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 are two shows that I mean the Ring of Honor one hasn't started yet but they're two shows which in my head I'm like yeah I'm probably not going to watch that week to week yeah uh, I might watch a pay per view and maybe because you've got people as you said like a Tom Lawler who isn't he was in the G1 but wasn't factored really on this Wrestle Kingdom at all like there there are talent on New Japan strong of Fred Rosser like what happens to him there's talent there that needs somewhere to go and New Japan main is pretty bloated so i i feel like having some sort of crossover with maybe not an AEW but an ROH could help both brands Perhaps. And well, there's also the relationship with Impact because that's where Yuya Urmer is doing all of his wrestling lately. And then, you know, Kushida is going, I think like there's a pay-per-view that they have coming up. Kushida is on that pay-per-view as well. So it's one of those things like there are other options. My, my only question is what's happening with the LA Dojo? They don't have any new young lions. Everyone, everyone's graduated with the exception of Uemura, who feels like he's come somewhat graduated because he's not wearing black trunks anymore. So mm. are there going to be new young lions or are they closing the LA Dojo? That's what I want to know because I'm very invested in LA Dojo. <laughs> I yeah. need to make sure I get that La Dojo t-shirt before they do close. La Dojo. That's La Dojo, yeah. Yeah, I, like Kushida went this whole year without really wrestling a whole lot and not a lot of people watching him wrestle since like leaving WWE. And if Kushida continues to wrestle in Impact, it'll be the same thing. Not a lot of people watching you wrestle this year. So I kind of hope he doesn't go there and, and ends up more so like he left New Japan because he was a, a junior and that's it. He was kind of, I'm assuming was upset that he was just that position. The four-way junior match, you know, Kushida's always going to be in it. And 
now he's come back. It's like, oh, you're going to be put in the same position. Whereas you do wonder as a fan, like, could there be a, a bigger, bigger ceiling for him? Could he go to the heavyweight he, division? He, they should let him fight open weight. Exactly. Absolutely. Same with Despy, same with Hiromu. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I just missed jacket time. Like, that was yeah. the highlight of his, his 2022, to for be honest. Jacket time. Pour one out for New Japan nice. Strong. Let's uh, move stateside now. Uh, a bit of news breaking from Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, it's more CM Punk news that apparently he's maybe willing to do business and go back. Uh, this follows the oh. Dax Harwood uh podcast where he's saying like why can't everyone just why can't we be friends can't everyone just get along and do business um punk has been uh putting like on his instagram stories um clips of like like graphs showing um like his most watched youtube like aw's most watched youtube videos and all of the ones with him uh his sales for his wrestling figures and merch and that kind of stuff and maybe uh, you know, time heals wounds, and uh, as well as healing his injury, maybe his own wounds, like mending his own some wounds. fences. He's, cut up open. he's the one who opened these wounds. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But this is this is good. I mean, it's people fight, people have falling outs, people do make up, and maybe there are some bridges that can be built here. Uh, it's it's best for everyone. In my opinion, Punk going back to AEW, having those money matches with the elite. Um, yeah, so if, we, we, it looks like we're moving in a positive direction, perhaps. I mean, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart hugged on that one Monday Night Raw. Anything can happen in <laughs> pro wrestling. So really, it's mm. it's kind of happening a lot quicker than we assumed. But the talks of him coming back, I mean, part of me, the 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 little Mark inside of me wants to think that they all had a nice dinner together no alcohol of course and everyone talked it out solved their problems and and just said let's make money in 2023 and i hope that's what we do as wrestling fans of course we want to see him back his epic return to wrestling catching that wrestling bug really elevated AEW i know he's been trolling with those memes about you know the views of their videos and stuff like that they do well without cm punk too i know obviously bringing him in will not double the views and, and interest, but like bring in quite a lot. Like how many friends who are casual wrestling fans that we know in our life who are like, Oh, CM Punk's back. Oh, what? I gotta, I gotta check that out. What is that? So him coming back. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. And you would want to see that match. I just need him to say, sorry, say sorry. I know so many people who were not interested in AEW at all. Uh, they're, they're WWE people and started watching because of punk. And are now still watching because of an MJF, for yeah. instance. So he's definitely a draw there. Um, yeah, I I definitely want to see him come back. Uh, Karen, some some thoughts on Punk. So for me, I was a diehard AEW fan when they first started because I, I really wanted to support them. Fell out of love with them for a while. Him coming back got me back into watching AEW regularly, aside from just the, the New Japan matches that were on. I went to Revolution last year where he, you know, he had the the dog collar match. I had never seen CM Punk Russell live before that. And it was amazing. And then Brawl Out happened. Mm -hmm. If everyone can bury the hatchet and, I don't know, be a bunch of adults moving forward, we can enjoy wrestling. That's, what, that's all it needs to be about. Check your egos at the door. Yeah, okay. Money's great. I would love to make a lot of money in 2023. But at the same time, 
I don't want it to be in, like my name associated with something so negative all the time. Because that was why he left in the first place. He did. He wanted. He wanted to be happy about wrestling. Why did he stop being happy? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel that that first injury from him. He he said about how he was, you know, he was just lying in bed and couldn't do it, anything. I I feel he's he's a guy that does hold grudges, and I think that time just doing nothing uh, allowed things to fester. You know, the fact he came back and right away wanted to give Hangman that receipt and call him out. Like I I feel if he hadn't had that injury and he was just enjoying this title reign, maybe maybe this wouldn't have happened, or maybe it would have grown. But I think. I think he had maybe too much time with his thoughts. And then on the flip side, maybe this injury is a blessing because instead of being, nah, I'm, I'm not coming to work. Well, he can't come to work for six months because of this injury. And it allows things to breathe a little and then think, okay, what, what are we actually mad about here? What are we, we angry just because we have different philosophies about wrestling? Like you're, you're angry about the, the Colt Cabana stuff. Like, uh, I think we can maybe move on. I mean, we keep saying the, these are all people that don't, don't drink or do drugs, and they're getting into this this fight, which is yeah, I'm ridiculous. More calm than all we've these seen <laughs> we've seen way way worse in wrestling. We've seen people, excuse me, but fucking each other's wives and stuff like that, and yeah. they've they've made money off of it, like. They've and these had matches after that. And, and these are just rights. like, oh, well, you you thought my friend did this? And I thought it's it's pretty small. Sure, punches were thrown and stuff, but I think we can move on. Hey, yeah, as long CM as Larry's safe, punches. that's all I care about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as long He's as the Larry. dog's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, as we said, we, we, we were trying to book uh, what would uh, blood and guts be. And the ultimate one would be, you know, the elite, Kenny, Hangman, uh, sorry, Kenny, the Bucks, Hangman, and Colt Cabana versus CM Punk, FTR, A Steel, and Larry the Dog. That's the yeah, match we need in 2023, <laughs> Blood and Guts. What kind of dog is that, Larry the Dog? He's a weird looking. I, I think he's uh, a type of Schnauzer or like a Scottish, like one of the Scottish, Scot- I just wanted to say Schnauzer. Schnauzer. Uh, is it a Scottish Terrier, maybe? I love dogs, right. but. Uh... God bless Larry. Larry ain't it. <laughs> yeah, Larry. Uh, <laughs> I'm a dog person. That, but, but that's his charm. His charm is that he's he's Larry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the uh, not quite X Pac's dog. X X Pac yeah. is still yeah, the, the, the like the peak dog. of wrestling dogs. Uh, Tori uh, Wilson's uh, little Shih Tzu was up there too for me at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also had a, a debut this week on AEW Dynamite. It was the new set. Uh, this has been talked about. Uh, tunnels done. No more oh. screens everywhere. It's red and blue lasers. Um, yeah. Uh, thoughts thoughts on this? I I personally kind of I I think it production wise is an upgrade, but I kind of missed the tunnels. I think yeah. I think it looks too like a, a WWE set now. What was, um, where what was the thought before process? It, it, it did have its own personality and feel. Yeah, look, Davey, I, I'm with you. I love the tunnels. They were very TNA, but it also like separated them from looking like WWE. If you maybe you never watched TNA and you wouldn't know like the tunnels was a thing there, but like it's still it was still their own thing. And to have the baby face tunnel and the heel tunnel is still pretty cool to do that. And also people would jump off the top of those things like almost every week. So it was pretty part big part of their set. But to go forward, I think the like fresh upgrade looks cool. It's just funny that 
TK was sitting down in this meeting going, okay, we're going to refresh our wrestling show. What, what can we do to like change and make our, our show dynamite look like this great fresh wrestling show. Okay. Let's use the raw and SmackDown colors for it's pretty much the survivor series set. It's the it's it's red and blue lasers with screens everywhere. And there are things I like, I liked the, I like the screens in the like announce table. I thought that looked cool. It makes me wonder are you able to do announce table bumps if you've got these monitors in there? Not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I liked the uh, using the the shots of uh, the like city they're in. Like you saw these shots of Seattle because right, I think yeah. I think the the towns are a big like character in AEW. You know, you've got MJF in Long Island, Punk in Chicago, Britain Pittsburgh. So actually, Rampage in Toronto. showing that is is Rampage in Toronto. <laughs> so showing that's pretty good. But yeah, I, I'm kind of. Mm. I I was hoping for something maybe a little. It's more not unique. bad, but it wasn't like what we. It was like, oh, okay, you look like WWE even more now. So I guess that was their their. I their, wonder how much of that is maybe like Turner, like TPS, being like, we want this to. Uh, maybe it's their directive. They want it to maybe look more like WWE. People yeah. flicking through, and it looks like a familiar product. I don't know, uh, Karen. What what's your take on? the the new look here in AEW. It's hard because I really enjoyed the tunnels and it was also what I liked they had more of a it felt fresh and this is like had they picked a different color scheme not red and blue I probably would have been okay with it cuz yeah they do have the AEW black white and gold but now also look like NXT black white and gold. So it it just it looks it looks too familiar. I, I just want something to make it stand out again. And for me, it, silly enough, it was those tunnels. or Because I, I always think back to that design. Or when it, they did the very first Fighter Fest, how it was like all tropical themed. It felt mm. like... I, I grew up in South Florida, so it has like, like you know, like, like downtown classic retro Miami vibes to it. It just feels like more of the same right now. And that was <laughs> the one... like it, it feels like they keep taking steps in a direction to be more mainstream. But they're at as a result, they're losing more and more of what made them stand out from WWE. I mean, if that's what they need to do, then like all the power to them. I know that when promoting next week's Dynamite in uh, California, the graphics that they were using were using like purple and yellow and stuff, obviously oh, like good. Lakers colors. But it made me mm. go like, why didn't he just use purple? 205's that live has been dead. Pur- purple's years. kind of been their color as well. Yeah. Like the, the purple dust and, and yeah. all that. Like, I, I, purple. I mean, our, our old, when we did BD Elite, we used purple because it seemed like associated with them. And, and now, as you said, 205's dead. Uh, I just can, want them. You like, can use go, that. The pay per view sets have been like the, we were at full gear, and they had like pretty cool set with like gears and stuff like that. Like going forward, pay per view set. WWE needs to do this too. Like whatever happened to really yeah. good pay per view sets? I I, I, I mean AEW only doing the four maybe five with Forbidden Door. Like WWE, they do so many pay per views. I can I can understand from a financial point of view not doing sets as much as i miss them yeah uh, but AEW should totally take advantage of that and cool. sure we we have a few uh like beach balls and lifeguard chairs sometimes but go a bit more go a bit more above and beyond with the pay-per-views i think to have them not look like a dynamite i will say uh this this week going back to dynamite if we want to jump into some stuff that happened on that show because i really enjoyed dynamite this week it had some some pretty good like 
matches every week dynamite is still my favorite wrestling show to watch and even if i don't catch it live which we i usually do uh it's still like my i I have to watch it even if it's not my favorite episode but this week's was was pretty strong with the rematch of darby allen and samoa joe where the last time we watched it was demolition derby with darby demolition darby i guess i should say (laughs) because he was getting ragdolled beyond Control and then the rematch here with their first show, like in Seattle, hometown, home state warrior here of of Darby, and then finally beating Joe in what I thought was a really great match and just a fantastic story and just a. Fantastic it's been Joe's match. best matches since yeah. his like return to since NXT uh, oh, in yeah. 2021, right? Like this was yeah. it, his chemistry with Darby is fantastic. Uh, Karen, you were saying about you're worried about what. Um, Kenny and Osprey will do next time, and you're worried for their safety. Yes. That's how that's how we watch Darby Allen every single time. There was that, <laughs> that kind of swanton to a standing Joe on the floor where it looks like his knee just explodes. They're Ugh. throwing him head first against the turnbuckle, where I'm surprised I haven't seen someone do that thing where it happens, then he just spins and goes up to space. Because oh, no, and that no. that was in picture and picture as well. Uh oh, the God, no. Urinagi on the steps, but not the flat part of the steps, but the actual edge, the corner. Like why would you do that? Why? Some of these bigger guys taking the bumps where their back is like muscled and calloused, yeah. like, okay, but Darby is like he's smaller than me. Like how he's 85 like, pounds I'd... soaking wet. Like I <laughs> Yeah. And he has to get on a plane in a couple of weeks to go to Japan. So they need to be a delicate with him. At least let him get that Muda match out of the way. And then he can just do whatever. But yeah, no. Uh, I love I, Sting I didn't get to watch him. this week's Dynamite. Aww. Oh, okay. It, yeah. It, I, I got choked up at the end. I, I was I was in tears at the end of this Davey, Dynamite. We, Davey, we watched Dynamite together this week. And uh, we were recovering from our Wrestle Kingdom early Wednesday morning. And uh, when Sting came out and he hugged Darby, me and you were like, oh, I mean, we dressed up as Sting and Darby for Halloween. So we mm. were like, oh, look at this hug. <laughs> and then and then we paused for a moment and we looked at each other like, is is Sting going to turn on Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Which they didn't do, thankfully, because like it would just be like a great. It's like the off. new day. They should never break yeah, up. Just like You can drift that, apart, yeah. but don't break up. Uh, um, Re- yeah. Revolution needs Darby versus Sting one on one. I think so. I think Sting's going to have one singles match in AEW it will be against Darby it makes complete sense to do like a title v career the TNT title like TNT being so associated with with Sting from all those WCW years I think it's it's perfect storytelling you don't need a a breakup or anything it's just like whether it's Darby challenges Sting be like you need one last great match and I think I think that's where Sting probably retires, right. and then and then Darby can start moving up to maybe the world title picture because I totally see Darby versus MJF part two for the world title down the line. Um, but I thought it made so much sense putting it on Darby. I think the TNT title started off great with you know Cody Brody and Darby uh, as your champions, and then the last year got really muddy with the whole sammy guevara scorpio sky flip-flopping are they baby faces are they are they heels and then even wardlow like the wardlow win kind of wardlow didn't feel the same after the whole mjf thing uh i think this is a bit of a reset you've got it on 
on a, a reset for Derby and the title. And uh, I I totally think whether it's Revolution or or even further in the year, a Derby Sting uh, retirement match for the title is where it needs to go. But yeah, Karen, like I uh, go and watch this match. I mean, you might be a little squeamish with it. It is very <laughs> violent. But the end, father and son hugging um his his ba- stings baby boy did it all by himself it, I, it's I pretty do have a beautiful. soft spot for the stinger so i may yeah. watch it sting and his kid darby darby and his dad sting was pretty good uh we had another dad son combo on dynamite we had uh jeff jarrett and his son jay lethal uh <laughs> almost win the tag titles for me uh i don't know about you guys but like the second they brought in jeff jarrett everyone groaned and laughed i was one of those people and then week by week, I'm like, really, we're keep we're doing this. They're talk. They bring up TNA and how he's he's just here. Why I don't know. He's just here. And then you hate it, and then you hate it, and then they do the match. He has a few matches, and then you're like, am I hating this, or are they doing their <laughs> job? And that's why I'm hating this. So the guy hasn't had a bad match yet. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm gonna put this out there for anyone who's like, yo, screw Jeff Jarrett. Why is he here? Blah blah blah. It's working. I think. The the whole plan of him coming in here was to help get someone else over. And I mean, it's it's working. So uh, I I almost thought they were going to give Jeff Jarrett the tag title run just to piss people off even more slap nuts. But like he's had a fun run here. He has. And I, and I actually think it's it's helped the acclaimed. Um, the acclaimed, obviously, the whole scissoring thing got super over. Uh, the match with Swerve and our glory was fantastic. And then it's once they won the title, you often see with like babyface underdogs, it's like, what's next? Now you're the champion. You often get kind of short runs. You often have, if it's WWE, you win the title, you have a match against Kane, and then you drop the title two months later. That's that tends to be how it is with babyfaces. I think they've been really smart having using Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, who both to a lot of people have that kind of go away heat but they've used it in a way where your claims still feel as hot as they were in the summer and it's managed to extend this run rather than if they just had a match against say a a top flight or a best friends which would be good but i think this is this is still getting those top you know acclaimed reactions so i think this feud's really helped them i think jarrett looks great i think his his match with Sting and Darby was fun. These this pair of matches with the acclaimed on Dynamite and Rampage were really fun. Yeah. Um, he came out in the Rumble a couple of years ago, uh, in his old kind of double J. Uh, double J gear and looked looked like an old timer dressing up uh like he used to. Whereas Jarrett just he looks in in peak fitness. Uh, I mean, he looks the, like TNA Jeff Jarrett now, but he's still he's in great shape. He looks great. He, yeah, he, looks he looks great. great. He's still he's in a healthy. He doesn't look like an old guy kind of embarrassing yeah. himself out there at all. Um, Not at all. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are eating their words with this one, and because uh, the this was a pair of really fun matches. I mean, if you're TK, you need to book Jeff Jarrett in a world title match like soon. Put the strap on Jeff Jarrett, Reign of Terror. Let's go. He should be the one to take it from MJF. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> uh, well, well, Karen, you said you didn't watch Dynamite this week. Are you? I did uh, not. Did you hear any of the conversation going forward about the the, the Iron mystery Ma- tag partner? Oh, I mean, the mystery tag partner. It's probably Sasha, right? It looks like Hikaru's pissed that <sighs> Paige just talked shit right beside right beside her. I mean, it's it's. 
it gets complicated in the sense that I feel like New Japan wants to have Mercedes' first match on American soil after her release since they, you know, are paying the price tag they are. So it gets complicated. So I feel like I th- like I feel like Soraya's planning on being in that match, but I also feel like Hikaru Shida's going to take her out and team with Tony Storm instead just to spite her. Okay. So interesting. Oh, you think Shida will take out Soraya? Yes. Okay. For, for overlooking her, being like, bro, if you, like <laughs> she's like, because it was the the whole thing was the you know someone a big star from Japan, right? That was that was where she was going with with that promo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was Shida taking out Tony Storm. Is how no, I, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. Saray makes sense too. too. Sarita, yeah, yeah. Because you know everyone's worried about her. The, even though she's been cleared, it's the you know the like the the condition of her neck or whatever. Just takes one kendo stick. You know, not that I've given this thought. Yeah, but yeah. you know, <laughs> I I I think we I mean, might still see Sasha on. Wednesday. Yeah, I I think maybe Mercedes not wrestling, but if you do have. Uh, Shida taking out Soraya. I think I think there's a nice story there with Soraya and Mercedes because it was it was Mercedes who you know that that kick that kind of ended yeah Soraya Page's career the first time. Absolutely. So I think it almost comes full circle with Mercedes coming out for the save uh, to save Soraya, uh, but not necessarily wrestling. And that way you're you're kind of giving both things in a way you can give you can give the like the ringside fan service but the in-ring will probably have to wait till after february 18th Mm. all right we'll have to see we also had a bit of a development with the mjf brian danielson feud where uh danielson uh just challenged mjf for the title for a fight and mjf said well uh you've got to work your way up the rankings so he's got to win a match every week on dynamite leading up to uh, AW Revolution, and we're starting with a match against Tenos- uh, Kanosuke Takeshita next Ooh. week, which Ooh, sounds let's go. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if Brian gets through all that, he gets to pick the stip, and he's picked an hour-long Iron Man match for oh Revolution, <laughs> which I assume will be Worker boots but- on, Max. He he wants to prove to everyone he's not just the the great talker. He's also you know in ring. One of the best. I, I imagine the storyline going into this would would kind of the back and forth would continue with Brian Danielson basically like you're not the wrestler you say you are. So Max definitely wants to to bring it. Uh, how pissed would you have been if you were at the Seattle Dynamite and you get teased that Danielson's going to have this huge match in the debut in in Seattle and it's Tony Nice and they have a <laughs> three to four minute match and then next week it's Danielson versus Takeshita. I would be very upset if I was the one at the Seattle show, uh, considering, you know, he's the hometown boy. However, they were loud. They were so hot for Danielson that, like, they need to go back there before this year ends. Yeah, you know, Seattle were great. Pay-per-view. Bring a pay-per-view there, like, right away. Let's get let's get all out out of Chicago. Let's just not go to Chicago until CM Punk is back at this well, point. Well, Seattle's a great spot as well because you, you've probably got a lot of, like, Canadian fans coming yeah. from Vancouver and, they're, like, uh, going down there to watch. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm excited to see that, like, Brian is one of my favorite wrestlers. So the fact we're going to get a featured Brian match on TV every week leading up to revolutions pretty exciting yeah i can totally see mjf being the shit disturber putting him against claudio putting him against yuda putting him against moxley as kind of wow. challenges okay to go forward um like we've that, also yeah. seen 
MJF and these kind of gauntlets he set up uh, bring in people from outside with like Jericho. He had Juventud. He had uh, Nick Gage. Juventud. Do you see any? Do you see any kind of outsiders coming in, maybe from Brian's past or whatever, to to have a match with him? Yeah, too bad Nigel McGuinness uh, can't make that call. But uh, mm. a Claudio would be a good shout, man. That would be a fantastic dynamite match, and having them wrestle, having them to face each other because of MJF would be pretty cool. Uh, Mox, I feel like we've seen that a few times, so I wouldn't say I think he's tangled up with Hangman, but. Um, yeah, I, I, when it comes to like outside, like like who, like a Jerry Lynn. I'm trying to think of who else. I could see like a Kenta, maybe. Okay. Um, like if he's over for that, uh, the LA show, the mm. what is it, Battle in the Valley? Um, okay. If he's in the states, maybe as as they, they've got a they've got a bit of a connection there. He's so uh, maybe a Kenta. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just excited and the idea of an iron match i think mjf keeps on proving himself in ring i totally see him doing the thing where he deliberately gets dq'd for a fall to then get the advantage and get go two falls up it works in 2k it works in irl as well so yeah. um no but I'm some, some thoughts on this mjf title run and brian being the challenger i mean i'm looking forward to brian danielson having to go up against the love of his life Brianna Danielson, in order to clear the complete triumvirate of all the people that could probably make his his journey to MGF as weird and bizarre as possible. He's going to beat his own wife to challenge Jesus. Yes. No. <laughs> the way you say it like that. No, no, no. He needs to, he needs to lovingly defeat her in the ring, not beat go. his wife. Yeah, yeah. I feel like just, uh, MJF just, will bring up defeat. Defeat the wife. Yeah, he'll bring okay. he'll bring up and, and say like Danielson Ken, the Bellas. Kenta would be a good shout to have yeah. him have that match because you know I he do does live it. here in the states anyway. So yeah, but Brian's that's only we've... got so long left here. It's quite interesting picking an Iron Man match for pay per view because we've seen um, like these shows are loaded. Normally with pre show, you're talking about like fourteen matches sometimes on these cards. Um, you've got to think doing an hour long main event, you're gonna be like a lot of talent aren't going to be on this show and i can't see there being quite as many matches booked but tony khan's nuts so maybe it's just a eight hour show who knows they already feel like that usually so yeah, the, yeah. although the last pay-per-view rolled by fast uh there was another match that was announced from a different company i'm sorry to talk about wwe on such a day where we just love to talk about vince mcmahon but uh another rematch is is announced for the royal rumble and this time it's it's the last time ever, possibly, where Kevin Owens will take on Roman Reigns for the WWE Unified Universal World title, whatever it is they're calling it. No, they haven't split the belts. So Kevin Owens getting the rematch, and it's kind of like the MJF thing because now Roman has assigned the honorary Oos to face his own friend uh, leading up to this show kind of next week on SmackDown. So very similar to what we've seen with MJF and making people fight other people. So uh, I'm I'm interested in the bloodline feud. Uh, I, I think the last few times Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns tangled were pretty good. Unfortunately, the bad taste left in my mouth was from that last man standing match <laughs> where they completely fucked that up. And there's just no, you, you can't, I can't remember anything else from that feud. Just, just the slip up where they couldn't figure out the finish to that. So, giving them one more big 
match at the Rumble, uh, I think they would deliver. Whereas Roman, I think this might be their third match at the Rumble as well. They've fought a uh, few times. They've yeah. had a few. They've had a few matches at the Rumble, I believe. Yeah, Roman, uh, Roman I, Reigns doesn't usually deliver in matches for me. I'm not. I'm not a huge Roman. It's the character and the story that usually is the draw and what works. But when it comes to his wrestling, I am just sitting on my hands. Just Superman punch. Okay, great spear, and it's over. So I am looking to. 2023 with uh more optimism for roman reigns and the actual in-ring stuff because they do a great job of promoting the storyline but the matches don't do it i i think owens is definitely one of the guys he has uh better chemistry with Mm -hmm. um i i i do like his his wrestling i i don't like kind of the brock matches i don't like when they just go to the well but i think with a like a compelling story um i I think the eventual Sammy match is just going to be electric. Um, and this is kind of a step forward to that. Uh, on SmackDown, you had Roman just screaming at Sammy, um, breaking my heart here, and then yeah. apologizing him to, to him later, which was odd. We're, we're definitely getting moving towards that, that breakup now. Um, I think the only problem is it's no one's buying Kevin Owens is winning this match. I'm sure it's going to be a good match. And I think the interest is going to be more if if we see this split happen at the Rumble. I, I'm still waiting for that moment where, you know, maybe Reigns wins and then is just beating. I feel you need blood for this feud. And I know WWE don't do it, but if they are going to pull it out, I think I think having the bloodline Roman beating Kevin to like a pulp where Sammy has to turn to save his friend might be the way to do it i think the match would be good but yeah it's we know who's winning this there's no way roman is dropping the titles to kevin owens this close to wrestlemania wise like if you're Sami Zayn, right no matter what the the bloodline do to kevin owens in the next months or at that event or anything just remember sammy kevin's first day in nxt he turned on you Mm. so (laughs) why would you ever care if this guy like you know just saying, kayfabe wise, I wouldn't. Davy, if my if your debut and you beat me up five years later, six years later, seven years later, I'd probably still remember that and be like, you know I, what? I'm not going to save you. From the it. way I see this relationship, though, it's like you know siblings who have fallen out, and yeah. like, and it's, and then say like, say my brother and I had a massive falling out, right? And then Braden, you go like, oh yeah, your brother's such a dick. I'd be like, whoa, whoa. He's my brother. You can't talk about him that way. I can talk about him that way, but you can't. And I think that's kind of the the Sammy Kevin relationship. It's like, yeah, we we can apron bomb each other uh, right after we've won the title. We can screw each other, but no, no, he's still he's still my brother. Like you can't do that. I'd never beat um, up you or your brother. For the record, I love you and your brother too much. I don't. I've, I don't think I've even met your brother, but I wouldn't do it because he's your brother. All right. Well, it's on record now, so so you can't. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> I, I know uh, you're not quite as interested in in WWE, but do you have any thoughts on you know Sammy, the Bloodline, or the Royal Kevin Rumble. Owens, I, the Royal Rumble? Any predictions I, for the Rumble? Oh, the Rumble always gets me to watch every year. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'll probably make a charcuterie board and pour some wine and just like put it on. Maybe I'll play Nintendo Switch at the same time. We'll find out. But it's one of those things where it's like I don't like to. I try not to spoil the rumble for myself by getting hoping that this person shows up or hoping that this person shows up or hoping like I don't like to do wrong predictions either just because I always I can't I can't ever the only year I picked correctly was the year that Asuka and Shinsuke won 
and that Ronda showed up. I went, actually made some good money that night. But like other than that, <laughs> I've never gotten any Rumble picks correct. So I'm more of the sit down, shut up, and drink my beverage and just enjoy the show. But for me, I still haven't recovered fully from the Festival of Friendship. So it's the does it like the whole Sammy and Kevin thing. It can go either way. Either Sammy is going to stand there and watch it happen, or he's going to step in and do something about it, or Roman's going to try to get him to get involved in the match, and he's going to refuse to do it, and then he's going to get jumped back out of the bloodline. Mm. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I see a big eventual beatdown on Sammy just getting the ultimate heel-level heat, which eventually sets up you know, Kevin Owens and Sammy teaming to face the Usos at Mania, I think is kind of yeah. the end game of this kind of story as it goes right now. Cause like as much as, as we would all love to see Sammy versus Roman at WrestleMania, let's be realistic. It's probably not going to be that. Mm. Bad. So it'll probably be Cody or someone else facing uh, Roman in the bigger kind of stage. But so far this storyline is pretty good and we will get that festival of friendship turn. You know it. I mean, just this week with Roman yelling at him, you, you got the tease of it. I'm not so. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be good, though. Cr- the acting towel ready again, like Roman Reigns, the acting he, he's he's fantastic. I, he will be in Hollywood, I, I I think, because he's just so believable and so almost scary. Right. He can be laughing one second and then the way he talks he's got very good presence and i mean and sammy just looking like a wounded puppy yeah, as well sammy, like you're yeah, like oh so no sam again like um, wrestling i'm usually invested in pro wrestling for the actual wrestling bell to bell you know definitely but when you do the storytelling properly and the storytelling and the acting and the sports entertainment is not done in a crappy way it it really can get me interested and get me hooked. Most wrestling fans don't even like the wrestling. We just like the, everything else in between mm. the the trash talking, the the backstage stuff. So like, they're, they're doing a pretty good job of that. Because I, I wasn't a fan of the War Games pay per view. Really, the only moment that sticks out for me was that like moment in the match with Roman and Sammy. When I'm talking to wrestling fans and friends about that pay per view, they're like, "That was such a great match." I'm like. Was it though? Or did you just like that moment? And then they go, yeah, that moment made that match good. I'm like, okay, so Hmm. the acting is still like really there, but I can't wait to see where we go with Sammy and Roman. Aaron, what's your beverage of choice when watching the Rumble? Uh, I've been on a bubbly kick lately. So it's been a lot of some Moscato Moscato? or a Prosecco. Um, You're on our level. We love the bubbly. I, I like I like to feel fancy, but you know it, it has been a little warm lately, so bubbles are always good. But a nice chilled soft blanc is nice. Uh, but I try not to do cocktails during watching watch longs anymore, just because I end up falling asleep a lot faster. Oh, I've done that. I, I've made gin and tonics in the past, and by like, the third match, I'm just like like out down for the count. So I try to like what? pick beverages that are light enough that can keep me going that aren't white claws because I think white claws are garbage. How we did a watch along. Oh, that's that's sacrilegious here at Poison Rama. I am uh, so sorry. Have you tried? We did a watch along of SummerSlam 2021, and everyone on the watch along fell asleep, and we've never done a watch along since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, gotta watch your beverage. Um, I want more along. wrestling wrestling drinks. Like, I want to try the Undertaker wine, the bouquet. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to try. I haven't tried Austin's beer. I'm not even like a huge. I don't mind beer once in a while, but I'm a huge beer guy. But we don't get Austin's beer here in Canada. So like yeah. things like that. Uh, That's the hard part is that they're usually they're very small runs and they're also by very like usually private um, breweries or wineries. Yeah. So they're expensive to buy. They're expensive to ship. There's never any coupons. 
it's I just find it, I, w- I would want to do more reviews of those kinds, but they're too hard to get your hands on. I, I know we've talked about it before, but literally just before recording today, I was in a an exotic uh, like snack shop that has like oh. different snacks from the US and, and Asia, but here in Canada. Is it an American section? <laughs> and in their fridge, I got my eyes lit up. I, I saw Asahi brand, Strong Zero, but when I got closer, it was alcohol-free strong zero and i'm like why can't we get which makes sense we've talked about that davy where it's called strong zero so it would mean zero percent but we don't get those here and i really wanted strong zeros for our wrestle kingdom watching viewing this week but instead i got sake but it still did the trick but yeah i want have you have you ever tried plum wine i have it's okay i have yeah right like yeah it's 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 a little bit lighter so you can drink it and get a nice buzz, but not get stupid get drunk really quick. You pace yourself with it, though. But that yeah, no. strong zero, strong zeros. <sighs> I, I only like the here. lemon I need ones. A hookup. Yeah, they're hard to come by here in the states, but like in Japan, there's so many other like of that genre of beverage. Yeah, that have better flavor variety than strong zero brand. We need mm. uh, the we need the poison rana cocktails in a can, Davy. We need to market uh, the wrestling. Th- we realize whenever we do like bar events and stuff, when Davy comes up with a cocktail that he like names after wrestling, like we did the poison rana and the red rum and stuff. And whenever we do that, people get instantly like attached and want to try them and and, and all that stuff. So I mean, to- I'm always curious to try some beverages out. So <laughs> one day we y'all shall share to, a y'all are welcome poison to experiment rana. with me. Just no mango because that'll kill me. <laughs> Oh no! Ma- okay, no okay. mangoes, no, no mango. mangoes, no shellfish. All right, all no, right. No Caesars for Karen. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> uh, well, that's all our topics for today. Is there any anything else anyone wants to kind of mention or talk about before we sign out? We've we've gone pretty long today. Yeah, we did. I, I just want to give another shout out to Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. I really love that match. The fact that I watched it back the next day just showed that like I it 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 delivered and over delivered and I it made me get hyped about New Japan again and to kind of see what they do there. So uh I'm 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 super optimistic after watching uh Wrestle Kingdom this week. Uh what about you, Karen? Anything else? Uh for those who are newer to New Japan, I'd recommend chasing up New Year's Dash from which is basically their equivalent of a raw after mania or raw after or smackdown after mania where a lot of things get set into place for the coming year so wrestle kingdom kind of bookends the previous year new year's dash new year new dash new start so i would check it out because a lot of a lot of wheels get set into motion on this this one in particular i mean it was pretty crazy seeing the visual of kenny omega and kazuchika okada teaming together correct this is michael jordan and kobe bryant playing together on the same team i i lost my mind when i saw that and then i lost my mind even more this morning when i woke up and went on twitter because i saw or instagram as i saw kenny omega posting a photo a selfie with his golden lover friend koda ibushi uh, also in the photo, Abushi mocking Kenny's eye by closing one of his own eyes. <laughs> but uh, this picture belongs in the Louvre, in a museum. I cannot wait to don't tease me with the Golden Lovers because I will absolutely melt like butter the the the, the second you announce that they're going to be in action or some way, shape, or form. But uh, Karen, I'll pose you this question that seemed pretty popular last week 
on our post-wrestling best and worst of show. Do you think, likely or unlikely, will Kota Ibushi wrestle in AEW? If he does, and, I, and actually I've been asked this question before since everything that with Kota has transpired. If he does, it will not be on a show like Forbidden Door. Okay. What, it'll be granted, with every, granted, with everything that happened pr- prior, you know, in the last year with Coda, I don't think it would be, especially if he leaves the company, I don't think it would be anything that had to do with a New Japan branded show. Um, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you, you could talk about if they were to go for the tag titles, like, you know, because, you know, at, at some point, you know, who has the titles right now? The Bucks? They claimed. Well, they, they have claimed. the trios thing, yeah. I mean, there there could be if if Kota Ibushi comes in the picture, you could do Golden Lovers going for the tag titles. You could do Ibushi versus Kenny Omega at any pay per view. That could main event a show on its own, no title required. So mm-hmm. it 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 all depends on what what Kota Ibushi, what kind of wrestling he wants to do, what kind of situation he wants to work in, and what if situation would be beneficial and healthy for everyone involved. That's my biggest thing. My my heart just skipped a beat when I saw the selfie of them together because you know I just I love them. They're they're the they're my two favorites. I like growing up being a wrestling fan, WWE has been the main thing. I think of when I was a kid, teenager, buying WWE merchandise and ordering pay-per-views and watching and just being completely sucked into a lot of the characters, uh good or bad. But then I found as I got older, what whatever the reason is, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, anything they do, I have all interest in everything else takes like the side car because I, I don't know I, if they team up, if they tag, if they're even in a segment, I just I'm I'm there for it. So I'm super excited. Maybe we will see the Golden Lovers reunite in a wrestling ring in 2023. But Karen, thank you so much for joining us here and talking about Thanks all the. Me the different topics we always have a, a fun time chatting with you i would love for you to have the the floor here and let people know where they can find you and some of the great articles you've been putting out and everything but <laughs> please let the people know uh if you would like to find me i am part of the post family so if you head over to postwrestling.com and search just search up karen peterson a whole bunch of stardom articles and new japan articles will show up i believe at the moment my in the last year and a half my tally has finally hit just around 70 <laughs> posts which is very exciting for me i also uh, do a monthly joshi column called dream slam monthly it was previously weekly in 2022 but we're going to move to a monthly format starting in january at the end of the month uh, i also am on twitch twitter instagram and youtube at hey karen sensei and surprisingly here on youtube at karen peterson my government name because someone didn't manage to take that one um but yeah i also do some work for uh pro wrestling illustrated and i have some i have some plans for 2023 so just come hang excellent amazing we we love hanging out with you karen it's always a fun time and uh we'll be putting up that uh best match ever io shirai for free on this feed and me you and davy had a whole lot of fun marking out over some io shirai matches so that'll be uh something forward for anyone who's not listened to that show yet would definitely recommend checking that out hit that subscribe button here on poison rana and poison rana .ca for all the updates of all the stuff me and Davey do. We do so many podcasts. We have Best Match Ever 2022 Part 1 and Part 2. We have Best Match Ever with WH Park where we will chat about the great Muda. We have a review of Battle Royale 
coming out this month as well. We are all over the place with Japanuary on our Patreon, and it's only five bucks. Yeah, we're going to be talking about a 1990 crossover show between WWF, All Japan, and New Japan Wrestling Summit. We'll be reviewing that later this month. Uh, and our regular scheduling, uh, as in was next, where we're going through, uh, we're right at the end of 2013 NXT. We're, we're almost at the network era of NXT. So that's very exciting. We're talking about all the stars that are popular now. It's pretty crazy. So yeah, uh, go check out all the stuff we do guys. We podcast a lot. We create content and we would love your feedback and for you to check it out. So go do that. Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, Anyone who joined in on the YouTube channel, thank you for joining in on that. Uh, Hit that subscribe, hit that like. All that stuff goes millions of miles for us. And if you're an Apple podcast user, write us a nice little review. Be nice. You don't have to, but you can. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm going to go and uh, try and unblock a toilet now. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I forgot. Godspeed, my son. Uh, Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Thank you, Davey. Hope that toilet's okay. Thank you, Karen. That's it. That's all. Take care, goodbye, be safe, and smoke them if you got them. Ahoy!